0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his
1: guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen,
0: it's the best.
2: Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home for an annual tradition, not annual, a Star Wars tradition, (laughs) however years work when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, I have had the chance to discuss every Disney, Lucasfilm, Star Wars movie with the same group of people, so here we are to finally discuss The Rise of Skywalker. So here are the wonderful returning guests. He's a podcaster, comedian, and producer of Never Not Funny. It's Matt Belknap. Hello! Hello! She is a comedian, a podcaster, and a big fan of both Doctor Who and Star Wars. It's Riley Silverman. Hello! (laughs) She's a writer and actor, a host of Sending the Wolf podcast. It's Clark Wolf.
1: Hey, everyone!
2: Hey. hey, and I said a host of Sending the Wolf, but really you're the host. I mean, <laughs> it has your last name in if it you, and everything.
1: If I, are you trying to ask if you can come on and join me? Because you can, you can co-host it with That's me. What I,
2: I really need is st- more podcasts. Okay, for sure. yeah, more, more podcasts. That's what the world needs. got <laughs> a
3: 20-minute hole in your schedule.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: Time
2: to talk more podcasts. Your podcast is great, though. Thank I would be you. happy to be back on it. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about your podcast. We're here to talk about Star Wars. This is always a lively and interesting conversation. It's been extra great because through some social media, I think I maybe picked up some vibes of what different people feel. But I don't know your opinions yet. So I'm excited to find out uh, and so I can contain myself. I'm going to share my overall thoughts, and then I'm going to ask for yours. Um, so my my big picture thing with The Rise of Skywalker is, A, you can listen to my uh, Star Wars podcast that I co-host with Ken Napsok and Jennifer Landa and hear me talk about uh, this movie a lot. Um <laughs> Big picture, I definitely have some critiques. I think there's some common ones that will come up. But overall, I just was really emotionally affected in a great, positive way and really loved this movie. I think part of it was that I had been thinking ahead of what I expected and what I wanted. And I think the movie went towards some ideas that I was excited about. Uh, In particular... The idea for the pacing to be much more of, hey, let's get back to it's an adventure serial based on weird, pulpy things. So I think that affects the tempo. And I think like, hey, weird knives and uh, old wizards hanging from claw machines and big monster snakes and just everything mood wise. Let's get back to that. And then for me, for the, like the the big themes, uh, I think it is in some ways it's very direct. But I just it really, truly works for me and affects me that it is about we are stronger together and that everybody's story ties into Hey, two is better than one. And in fact, when you're about to lose hope, isn't it the most amazing thing that somebody else would come and be there for you? And uh, and for Ray, and for a lot of the characters, but particularly with Ray, which we will talk about <laughs> plenty. Uh, I just really like the idea that nothing determines you but your choice, which is what I think Ray's uh, ultimate story is. But we get that reflected in Lando, of like age doesn't have to necessarily affect your choice and with all the characters being affected by the past it doesn't have to uh, affect your choice so loved all of that loved uh just how powerful Rey was and that it was really about her decision about how to use her power and i also really liked is a person who has been alive since 1983 uh and before wondering about leia and the the jedi history of leia to see her absolutely fulfill the legacy and see her be just as powerful and just as important of a jedi as luke And scene. (laughs) Those are my basic thoughts. So, uh, Clark, I want to start with you. Uh, Do you consider yourself obsessed with this movie, and what are your general reactions?
1: Joseph.
4: <laughs> there go. Funny you notes. should ask. Uh, she has
1: notes. I, re- I did write notes down because I, I rewatched the movie today. I went to a theater and watched it again. And uh, I wrote on an envelope. So <laughs> this is my class. A return envelope. <laughs> oh, for my donation to Southern Poverty Law Center. Whoops. Probably should have <laughs> hung on to this. I'll
2: do it online. Do I'll do it online. It's, online. it's yeah. fine. It's fine.
1: It's fine. Also donate to them. Um, okay. No, I am not obsessed with this movie. Okay. Was that what was the other one? And what
0: are you what are you, oh, what's whoa, whoa, whoa. your general overall reaction? Okay. Was this your second viewing? Second
1: day? viewing, but. yes. Um you know, yeah, I don't care for this. <laughs> I don't care for this. Uh I, I I don't wanna sound cynical because I don't I think that I think that we all as fans deserve more than that. But I will say the first time I saw the movie and the second time I saw the movie, I was just like this is Member Berries, the movie, and for those of you who maybe don't know what Member Berries are, it's a gag from South Park that actually started around the time of um, for- uh, Force Awakens, and it's these little berries that go, "Member, member, all your favorite things," and remember Chewbacca," and um, you know it's funny, and it's like a South Park thing, or whatever, and 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 you guys know we've talked about Force Awakens a lot over the years, honestly, Um, I think that um, Force Awakens does exactly what it needs to do. And I rewatched Last Jedi before I saw this one for the second or for the first time. I really like Last Jedi. I like it more maybe than the first time I saw it. And I liked it the first time I saw it. But this all felt so shallow to me. Um, I, I, honestly, it's funny you were saying how emotionally involved you were with the movie because I realized that when Chewie gets the news that Leia's died, um, that is the only emotional beat that lands for me in this whole thing. Yeah. And that is disappointing. And so, you know, yeah, this just, um, not, not into it. Not, not for me. Okay. Not for me.
2: Okay. Good to understand. And I feel like. I've had with enough different discussions that there are sometimes like there's like Star Wars fans who wanted something different or mm-hmm. there's like a general audience who like had a specific baggage of I exactly want this to happen mm-hmm. or people who like I really wanted this movie to entirely be based on Kylo and Rey's romance. And like lots of different ways that people are coming at this. But I've also heard what you've said a lot, too, where people just see almost like tasting of food. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing different. It's just one person ate that piece of pizza and it's the most delicious thing they ever ate. And the other person is like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my mouth. Yeah. And there just, it seems to be something powerful about this movie that people just have different mm-hmm. emotional reactions to it. How about you, Riley?
3: I think that I definitely lean on the side of Obsessed. <laughs> um, not in that, like, I think I like I would go like, oh, I love this movie. It's the best of the trilogy ever. But the way that, like, I have thought about it a lot and the way that, like, I've, I've gotten involved in conversations about it and stuff like that. And it hasn't really left me in that way since I saw it. I saw it for the third time last night. And I think that I've liked it more each time I've seen it. And I went in the first time with almost no expectations because I got to see a little bit later. Everybody else did. Like I saw it on opening day, not the night before or a few <laughs> days earlier. You call yourself uh, a fan? I know. Well, I was like, I was getting so mad at people who got to see like press screenings because yeah. they didn't like it and they were like tweeting about not liking it in a way that was so much of like, I know something you don't know kind yeah, of vibe. They've
1: very like, much had so that conversation way before. Yeah. Like, and more so than the last couple. Couple, I, I think say. so too. Yeah. And I felt
3: like there was very much like a I feel like you guys are in a little bit of a violation of your embargo. Oh, like uh, I yeah. feel like you guys are you guys are are walking around your embargo going like here's it's to to reference Doctor Who as a whole, like you can construct a person based on the whole they leave if they're missing. And like like you, you can tell the movie their thoughts on it based on right. just their comments about <laughs> not talking about it. So that was frustrating to me, and I was almost mad about it. So I think I almost maybe liked it more out of spite because people who didn't <laughs> like it wanted me not to like it with them so badly. But I'm with you on the themes of, like, I'm doing a lot of politicians listening at home, but I'm with you, Joseph, about the the themes of, I you know, I I 100% respect the people who adored that Rey was nobody in Last Jedi, and I'm someone who adored that Rey was nobody in Last Jedi, but I don't feel like her being a Palpatine undid what i felt was good about that because for me it felt like a heightening of it more than a undoing of it and i get why people don't feel that way like and i i definitely like i think your point of view is like one that i can get behind as far as like people who don't like it because you just objectively didn't feel like it connected to you as it more or i mean sorry subjectively if like it didn't deeply get into it and like i i, I quoted it last night i quoted empire strikes back after seeing it again where i was like i said like i go to the theater I looked at my ticket the guy said Theater 6 and I go what's in there it's only what you take with <laughs> and that's what I feel about this movie I feel like a lot of people Present Company excluded it so far but a lot of people who <laughs> I've had comment on it I feel like they had their exact emotional reaction they wanted from it and they didn't get it and they're mad at it for that reason which ironically is what a lot of people who hated Last Jedi felt on the other side of it yeah. like discounting not talking about any of like the like bigotry towards it like that is there's no conversation to be had there those people suck no. but there's a lot of people who like had these very long angry arguments around the movie about like how they mistreated Luke's character and I feel like those exact same sentiments are being put on Ray in this movie from the other side of that camp yeah, it's, it's, very it's
2: been a really weird time to be just like I like both I see that they're very yeah. different I think logically and kind of uh, like thematically and everything I think they line up but they are very different movies Last Jedi and of Skywalker and weird yeah. to be like I like Star Wars but for years people are mad because Luke yeah. didn't kick ass in this one because Ben
3: died Yeah, like- and I feel like my, my final thought before we move on to Matt is the way that I look at this movie is I think it's going to land with me the way Return of the Jedi does where I know that objectively Empire is the better made film and like right now I still put Last Jedi as my favorite Star Wars movie but I think that this movie even though I know subjectively it has a lot of or I know object- objectively it has a lot of <laughs> filmmaking flaws with it. I think that subjectively it hit me in a way that made me really enjoy it anyway. Yeah. And the only reason why I don't say I might say I love it versus liking it a lot is I I the the sidelining of Rose really frustrates me in a way that makes the movie hard for me to actually say I love. But otherwise, like I was I had a great time seeing it and I had a lot of fun and it was a, it was a good movie going experience for me all three times I've done it. So. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Agree with the Rose thing, Matt. Are you obsessed? What are your and what's your uh, general reaction?
0: I am. I am not obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> I do. I liked it a lot. I I, I. I. felt like I walked out of it the first time feeling like it was a B plus. You know, like it was. It. it I definitely was like, I was see, feeling the flaws and seeing some flaws, but but sort of pushing through them. And um, as often happens with movies that are kind of. To me, like not uh, like clear home runs, is that the negative opinions uh, kind of buzzing around the movie after the fact, especially with a Star Wars movie. Uh, there's just constant commentary wherever you go, and and I'm not even on social media anymore, but I still was hearing it everywhere. Like, here's what people don't like about it. Here are the problems. Like, I feel like I agree with so many of those critiques, and so it makes it hard to hold on to the feeling of it was fine. Like I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Like it did a lot of the things that I I kind of hoped it would do. It was also very emotional just from the standpoint of this is the end of, of this. Yeah. Not completely, obviously because there's always going to be more coming, but in terms of this thing that started when I was a kid and have been, I've been very invested in my entire life. I had to untangle my, emotions over that and with uh, from my emotions about the movie itself and what it uh, what it succeeded at and what it failed at and I, I still and then i saw it a second time and i still kind of came out feeling like yeah it's i still like it i i uh, i think um it's a bit and and like we can get way into the, the critiques it it, it, I it we will yeah <laughs> it mostly feels like it's it's trying to do too much it, it mostly feels like it's overstuffed with um things it feels like it needs to do and and in a weird way although i think last jedi is a much uh more technically um like like last jedi is a better movie from from like a filmmaking standpoint in a lot of ways uh but i i feel like both of them have this issue of this was two movies worth of plot crammed into one movie in both cases and it made me frustrated that if you know uh the ultimate question is why did this have to be three? Why did this trilogy have to be three movies? Yes. Because yes. You've, already, you've already thrown <laughs> Lucas's
2: treatments in the trash. Yes. Can I, can I just appreciate the sentence? Why did this trilogy have to be three movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree can. with the sentiment yeah. and also want to know enjoy the a comedy very, of like the sentence. Yes. a very Yogi Baro way to say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it didn't, it makes no sense. Once you decide we are not going to do what Lucas set out to do, why limit yourself when you have so much clearly you have so much you want to do with these characters i ultimately was disappointed not by the movie itself as much as by the trilogy almost frittering away these really great characters that it introduced you know i i wanted so much more finn and so much more poe and even more ray and and more rose and and like that that's Frustrating, and I don't know what the future holds. Maybe there will be more movies with these characters. I don't think all of them are going to show up again. But uh, when you get to the end of a three-part story, you want to feel like, okay, I got to know these people, and each movie took me a little bit deeper into who they are. And, and I didn't feel like that was the case. I felt like we, I, I felt like we wasted a lot of time when we could have been doing more with these great characters and um, so that was frustrating but as a mo- as its own concluding chapter to the saga uh, I liked a lot of it I I think it is I think it is a fun ride I I I do weird, you know if you want like it's it does feel like a um, referendum on last Jedi which is I, f- I think unfortunate but maybe unavoidable because JJ Abrams clearly had ideas he wanted to follow through with when he was writing force awakens and once he saw what ryan johnson did clearly couldn't go back and go okay well then i'll just let go of everything i was going to do and just follow your trail he wanted to go back to what he was doing which required him to do a lot of acrobatics which are, some are more successful than others but yeah I, I i wish we could just step away from like does this contradict that or whatever and and just focus on does this work as a fun ride? Yeah, that 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 closes up the the, the 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 stories of these characters, and it it does. And I and I I think uh, I think I'm closer. Like I I, I Clark, when she, I, I agree with you about the Chewy thing, like that is the most emotional moment. I think there were some other moments that got me. Um, I love the scene with Han Solo I, it doesn't really make a ton of sense but I didn't care I felt like it was like super powerful and I, and I really felt like throughout these three movies that Kylo Ren Ben Solo is m- maybe the most interesting character and to see him and again in Last Jedi it kind of felt like that was his last chance at redemption and he, he closed the door on it so then to turn around <laughs> and go yeah no you're actually he is going to be redeemed how are you going to pull that off I thought that scene did it to me that scene mm-hmm. worked and it, and it made yeah. me feel like it's now okay for him to actually be redeemed when that seemed impossible to me yeah, at the, the end of the Yeah, the cheek touch
2: that saved the galaxy.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I joke, but I really love that. <laughs> I, I, we
2: have talked before. How did your kids react?
0: Uh, my well, son is too scared to see these movies like he's the last one he saw was well, he watched he's the, afraid of the internet opinion <laughs> being too strong <laughs> yeah he really doesn't want to get into the toxic uh, <laughs> <domain>. <laughs> no he, uh, he he saw well I, I rewatched watched Last Jedi right before it came out and, and he watched the first half hour with me he's seven and um, and saw Snoke and was like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, no, no, it's okay. It's cut in half later. It's yeah, totally less scary yeah. now. <laughs> D- don't worry, he's not a real character. When he's his tongue just is hanging out and the flies are buzzing around <laughs> his head,
2: he's not scared.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he he hasn't. He saw he saw uh, Force Awakens and was he was three at the time, but he was, mm-hmm. he was scared but liked it. Maybe maybe that traumatized him a little bit. I think he saw. I think we took him to Solo actually, um, but not. Last Jedi, because I just knew that was going to be too yeah. crazy for him. And then this one, I was like, this looks even scarier than Last Jedi from a kid's perspective. <laughs> a giant yes. Some
1: great yeah. horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is. I mean, I literally, the, the
0: opening yes. thing. Yes. Like the, it's a little horror yeah, movie. It's, like, it's uh, Talking
1: awesome. corpse
3: tied to a claw machine, like right. you said earlier. It,
0: it, like, I actually, if you want to talk about, you know, like, Luke, one, m- one of my big things is Lucas's, at his best, was pulling from disparate genre concepts, and I th- felt like that scene was very Frankenstein. Like totally. When, when the Emperor comes back, I was like, this is classic horror. This is, like, universal yeah, horror. like, Palpatine's monster is Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a daughter as well, or am I making yeah, it up? Yeah, so she's 11, and she's seen them all. She's a huge fan. She liked it a lot. Uh, my wife liked it more than I did. Um, she was, I think she was able to put herself, th- this is the thing, like, you, you're you're right, Riley. It's really what you bring in, and I tried so hard because, because I think I had a rough ride with Last Jedi, bringing in things, you know, expectations and baggage that that hurt my experience. I tried to go in as blank as I could, and I think I kind of left a little bit like, okay, well, I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't, like, thrown off or disappointed, as, but I also wasn't like, I didn't open my heart I, like I, I basically, I think I shut myself off a <laughs> little shut bit yourself in the off process. On the of, it, oh, yeah, <laughs> in, in a way, I was, I was kind of actuating it a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I think, and decided it was time for the Jedi to end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, that's a weird thing, but I did kind of feel like when this was all the dust settled, I was kind of like, maybe. And this is too harsh and hyperbolic, but I, I was like, maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe this is it. Maybe I'm cured. Like maybe I'm, maybe I don't have to be obsessed <laughs> with Star Wars. Your anymore. childhood illness and <laughs> Star there Wars. There was experience.
3: some article in the LA Times about how like they had that that marathon of all the films beforehand, and mm-hmm. there was one guy who realized in the middle of the prequel, was like I'm actually not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> 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 he had an entire marathon sit, Like and he, I think he just laughed. Was like I don't need to spend the money on this. Wow, it. I, I mean,
2: actually greatly appreciate that. Rather than uh, anybody can call themselves a fan, but there are like I have some personal friends that I just want to say. It's okay to just say you're a fan of the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be like, I'm a Star Wars fan and everything else that's
0: created is awful. It's
2: just, you don't like it. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's
0: okay. Right. Uh, you can like different things about it. But yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I, I forgot. the Just the idea that, I don't know. I was I was talking about the, like, uh, Frankenstein thing. I think we covered that. Yeah, the, um, the horror but, and oh, the by, time oh, to end. Oh, but yeah. So my daughter, yeah, she... She dug it, and then in the car ride home, we sort of all kind of got into, like, well, oh, this was, you know, like, there was, that was happening, whereas that didn't, certainly didn't happen with Force Awakens, but she was younger. And then Last Jedi, I don't think it really happened. She, I think she probably, ultimately, would land on preferring Last Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Your
3: daughter dressed up as, as Ahsoka Tano for Halloween once, right? I think did. I remember much of that before. She, I think it was she, awesome.
0: was she was Rey once. She was Ahsoka um, I'm trying to think if there's been any other my son was BB-8 but that was forced on him yeah. <laughs> that was just against his will yeah, you. <laughs> so yeah it was very and he got it terrifying yeah he was like <laughs> saw well. his
2: reflection in a mirror and passed out <laughs> I'm a rolling ball uh, well I need to ask my uh, traditional question to get us into some more uh, conversation yeah. if you could hug any character from the Rise of Skywalker oh who would you hug? <laughs> Clark do you want to start or do you need some time to to process
1: I who do I want to hug? I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I need to go last. Okay, fair
3: enough, Riley. Or not? First. I mean, Leia. I'm. I gotta hug Leia always. Yeah. Always Leia. Yeah,
0: and and she she has a great hug in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you then, Matt? Mm, yeah, I feel like <laughs> did I say Chewie last time? I feel like I'm leaning towards Chewie uh, again. I
2: did. Um, I did. Uh, I think that's part of what's so powerful about the sadness is that he pushes Poe away, right? And yeah. I think for the most part, who wouldn't take a hug from Poe, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, how yeah, upset do you have to be to point. not take a yeah. hug from Poe? Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I could make a, yeah, Leia's a good one. Um, Ray, I mean, honestly, Ray's a good one. I feel like she goes through a lot. Um And she doesn't necessarily need it, but uh, I still, like, out of gratitude, I might want to give her a (laughs) hug. This is a hug. This is a hug of gratitude. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. Are you ready, Claire?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. So... Okay. On the one hand, like, did you guys notice this whole movie? Poe is trying to get it. Like, he's trying to hook up with everybody, which I love. So I'd be like, he give me some shifty eyes. I've I haven't been single since we've done this podcast. I'm single now. So oh, wow. Poe, you can get it. So
2: if he gives you those eyes, he, and he can gives me the those eyes, and I'll be like, yeah, party? right,
1: yes, yeah. let's go hug over there. Uh, but my real answer is, um, I actually did notice this time around how Ray I I know so okay, it's obviously unfortunate that Carrie Fisher passed away, you know, and and that threw some plans up in the air yeah. and they did the best they could and and that's great um so so I I would have liked to have seen Ray and uh Leia mm-hmm. together, yeah. you know, yeah. but all of that aside, what we do see in the movie, Ray is n- around no women, she has no girlfriends. Like, it's just dudes, which is fine, but, like, part of, you know, we talked about a little bit about Rose being sidelined, which sucks, but also I was like, you know, if nothing else, it would have been cool to have Rose in there so that these two women could have some scenes together. And so, honestly, I would give Ray a hug because I'm like, girl, (laughs) like, you need some, you need to be... I just want to, like, let's hug each other. Let's just hug each other. Because I really felt that this time around and noticed it, like, actively noticed it.
2: Yeah. I think part of what I really liked about Ray's arc through the whole thing and Ray's character, and I would love to hear hear your thoughts, is that, particularly in this film, she's so uh, embraced, I have lots of power and I need to decide what to do with it. And, you know, her her defining fear seems to be accidentally hurting other people, Mm -hmm. hurting people that she, she cares about, which is... Fresh for Star Wars. So, like, there's all of these sort of, like, kind of traditional movie version of strong female because she has Mm -hmm. all this power and and she's trying to decide what to do with it. But then it's also the story of her being like, I have always longed for connection. Mm -hmm. I want to be powerful and it doesn't make me less powerful to want connection. Did that... What what, is, what do you think about that, Riley? Do you think that's yeah? True or? I,
3: I think that's definitely a part of it. I think that like I think I think that's the kind of what is kind of coming into play at the very end when she takes a Skywalker name is like for me the found family narrative. Of this movie is what really like landed my heart. Like mm. that's like what because I am someone who like I I've made a little bit of peace with with the elements of my family that I would have called toxic like a year ago. But there was several years where there was, like, a whole swath of my family that I wasn't speaking to. And, like, I thought I was never going to see again in my life or be, like, interacting with. with. And so I very much understood the importance of having people in your life who aren't your flesh and blood family. But for whom, like, fulfill the role of a family to you, the found family. And I think especially, like, amongst, like, the queer community, that's especially, like, a really big part of it. Because so many people have actually had their families, like, kick them out or just can't be themselves around them and stuff like that. And so like and i actually i wrote a piece about it for Nerdist about the found family elements and i actually awesome. actively made a point of never using the phrase as a queer woman in the article but the whole article is as a queer woman here's my point of view on star wars but i actually did have a few like gay readers who responded to it saying like this is how i felt as a gay man or as a, as a whatever and so like it made me go cool i'm glad that like the this thread isn't just because i was getting really frustrated with people who who didn't like it who's then responds and say it has no merit whatsoever and it's like it doesn't have the merit you wanted and that's a fair point but it has some merit and it means a lot to a lot of people like myself yeah the the
2: anger about her taking the family name is like i understand if you like analyze the film you don't think it's the right choice but yeah that's really been bothering me of like there's lots of reasons that people choose a name from being adopted or having adopted kids or yeah uh, you know all sorts of different cultural reasons. It's it's not that significant, but for yeah. me, I choose Joseph over Joe, and it makes a difference Yeah. I because it's my changed name. My and first I, name. yeah, well, you, you yeah, changed, yeah, legally your name. changed my name, not my last yeah.
3: name, my first name. I changed it. Yeah,
2: so. so there's so many reasons to to like maybe not have a little sensitivity on stomping on that point. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So Clark, for you, with the whole Ray being a Palpatine and then eventually choosing the Skywalker name, what kind of messages or idea did you take away from that?
1: So I. I <laughs> I I don't remember if in our you know general overviews I used the word shallow, but that is I'm <laughs> I sorry I, I did okay uh, because Few because times, I true just <laughs> I just, and then I sang it like in the Lady Gaga <laughs> Bradley <laughs> Cooper version um,
0: that was weird yeah, yeah it was it was, weird the Bradley Cooper actually came says yeah. shallow for yeah. A yeah. it
1: was it was but he really he can't let go of that role he really yeah. can't let go um, so I agree that these narratives are there. But I would argue they are so surface, and I do think that this is where we have we bring what we bring to it. Um, I am so disappointed with how Ray was handled uh, in this movie because, um, and I do think like I love the chosen family conversation, and I think that is so timely, and I think it, but and yet timeless, right? So I think that it is such a beautiful narrative to weave into this story, um, but I don't think that it was executed properly at. all. All
2: the Palpatine part of no, it, or no, the so chosen choosing. the chosen family okay. part,
1: the Palpatine of it all, and the Ray of it all. <laughs> you know, like, I, I one thing, so I even wrote it down. There was a line, oh, Ray says. I don't want this. Like when Kylo Ren is confronting her and she says, give it to me, get, you know, I don't, or whatever. Oh no, no. She's it's saying, in the, I don't it's, want this
2: in, in retrospect and rem- having her memories forced into her mind.
1: Yes. It's, it's in the, um, it's in his room when he's on the other planet. Yeah. And and he, yeah. In,
2: in response to him saying, I know, I know more about your right. childhood. I'll come tell you. you do too. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I don't want this. I don't, and it's the chosen one narrative. It's the one that we've seen, you know, in so many of our favorite genre stories. And, um, I wanted to see Rey struggle and really struggle with the dark side. Not, I'm thinking about it in Last Jedi. I don't know who I am. I'm feeling a pull here. I'm feeling a pull there. Great. That's a great setup. So now here we are in Rise of Skywalker. I want to see Rey's darkness. I want to see her fear herself. I want her to see the, I want to see the, Anger of being left. I don't care why. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So,
2: and I think this is the total, total like just just different reaction. Yeah. I feel like almost every beat is showing that, and it works for me. But those beats don't get to a depth that works for me. We
1: got to see Kylo go so dark and be so vicious, and then have this heartfelt, quiet scene with his father, and the the choice. To throw the lightsaber away. His arc is realized in a yeah. deep way. Ray's arc is, to me, surface. It's all surface. And we get to see three seconds of Dark Ray fighting Dark Ray. And I was like, yes, this is what. <laughs> oh, we're done we with saw that.
3: All that we saw in the trailer in the movie, too. So. I yeah.
1: mean, it's just like, it's. Because did see the
2: nice, sharp teeth, but besides that. Yeah, the nice, sharp teeth I did like.
1: But but I guess my bigger point is something that I would have liked to see from this woman, this, this strong female character that could have elevated this trilogy into the next level for me is some real darkness. I would have loved to have seen this. Tri- and I do think that Last Jedi starts this. Um, you know, we, we know the dark and the light side, right? Dark and light. Well, in Last Jedi, we start to see some gray. And I like that. I like the blending. And I would have liked that if this movie had really kind of continued along that path and treated its audience like they could handle seeing, yes, Ray's our hero. But I want to see her be furious. And I want to see her (laughs) acknowledge that this wasn't fair. None of this is fair. And I don't know. I just...
2: Yeah, I can see that you would want to go. I and, just wanted like, more
1: from her. And Matt, you said earlier, like I'm. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, no, no. but uh, that that Kylo has this great arc, and yeah. he he has. And I do believe that, and I do also yeah. would argue that Adam Driver does so much heavy lifting. Yeah. Like, and the I've phenomenal said, actor. I've said that on this podcast before. Like, and I and I want to reiterate, like Adam Driver did a lot with a character that could have been really tough to pull off. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah
2: he, he walks, especially like in the beginning, walks that line of comedy of like, you are a child throwing a tantrum and you're yes. still terrified. Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah. If, yeah, he, right. if this character had been played by Hayden Christensen, right. it would have been an awful. Great, yes. great point. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I bring... Driver had played Anakin, it would have been a whole prequel trilogy without even changing a, a line oh, of time. There you go. Of, like, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I want to say one thing and then I want to yes. get your thoughts on sure. on Palpatine yeah. uh, and and the Skywalker of, of it all with Ray. Yeah, I... I, I go back and forth between feeling like uh, we we get to see a little bit of the of the darkness. I totally take your point that she doesn't go to this super soulful, uh, you know, actually making really bad choices. But I also think that there's a way to read Rise of Skywalker that the point is that she does have some anger, as we all do, as she would from being uh, abandoned. But that's just not her nature. In the part of the the film is is trying to show us that she has that potential. Everybody else, all the villains are trying to convince her that she is a dark side menace and that she's destined to do that. But what we see again and again is her natural instinct is literally to reach out. And we've seen that since The Force Awakens when she rescues BB-8 and doesn't take the portions to sell him. And this movie is so much about showing when an evil guy isn't in her face telling her what she is, she reaches out and she heals. And she helps Dio and everything about her, her instincts being very, very kind, and reaching out. So yeah. do you like the idea? And then I, I definitely want to get your thoughts, Matt. Do you, I understand that you want you wanted mm-hmm. to go to that darker place and have a, a meteor darkness. But is it at all interesting to you to think of the idea of she doesn't have that much anger, and it's it's just the evil people who are trying to put it on
1: her? I guess what I would say is that I think The Last Jedi tells me that she does. Okay. The Last Jedi tells me that she is conflicted even if that's not where she lands. I'm not saying she has to land there. Yeah. But it's a lie to say that any woman who is tasked with this power and this responsibility doesn't feel really shitty about it sometimes. Yeah. Because I, I relate to Ray in this way of like, yeah, man, you're really holding that together. And I think, like, I, I think I'm a good person. I think my inclination, I feel attacked, <laughs> Joseph. Why are you attacking me? No, no, but I... I Thank I'll, you
2: for demonstrating the, the depth uh, of anger you dare wanted to say. <laughs> (laughs)
1: How very dare you? No, no, I I will not. I don't have. The only thing I want to say is just that I think that it is a very human characteristic to be able to have all of these things at once. And yes, land on that side, on the the side of the light. And no, I'm not that person you want me to be. But I don't feel like she got to learn that for herself. Uh, in a, maybe I yeah, would have... No, no, and I
2: totally understand that, yeah. that you don't think it lands. I think I was playing with the other intention. But I think, you know, lightning shooting in your hands and, and killing one of your best friends and then, you know, stabbing Kylo and realizing that she accidentally killed the, the, the mother she never had and doing it. I feel like those things are meant to go to that level of
0: depth. Matt, what are your thoughts? Well, I just want to quickly say, I think part of... Because, again, every time someone critiques this movie, I find myself agreeing with it. And so <laughs> that is, like, at odds with sort of how I felt... Uh, and I think it's just that that push and pull of like uh, understanding, like loving Star Wars, but also understanding what makes stories work and 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 sometimes why they don't work um, a little bit. And I think part of what Clark's talking about maybe is just that there's so much noise in this movie that it's it, the things that are good don't have any room to resonate because there's too much noise around them. There's too many other elements bouncing around for us to just sit with something like you could have the same scenes with Ray and if there was just some some quiet for them to resonate, <laughs> and I know I sound like an old man. Or like this movie's too so loud. Why is it so loud? But it yeah. is very loud. And- so
2: you hate the sound mix <laughs> of, the rise
3: of Skywalker.
2: I, I like a good loud.
3: Movie, no, but, I know what you. I know but what you mean. You know, like Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, man. I wanted
0: wanted it to breathe like Let's Rocket. Talk, why couldn't it be more like Rocket Man? <laughs> but I mean, you, was,
2: I mean, you mean like just even structurally, right?
0: Yes, structurally. I mean, like for one for one thing, you know, and this is a very common. Component, plate that I agree with which is and I now I forget the character's name but the 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 woman from Endor who sort of is introduced late in the second act Jana Jana, Jana yeah like You know, why introduce another new character when you're already neglecting the new character from the last one? And then there's also, like, you're... And now Lando's back, but we also need to have, you know, a new droid. But the droid's not going to really get much to do. But (laughs) we still got to give R2 some time. And also, don't forget, BB-8's got to have some stuff going on, too. And it's just like, you did too much. That's why it feels like you needed two full movies to let this breathe a little bit. But I do think... what I agree, Joseph. I think everything you're saying is is right and and for people who can sort of uh look at it that way and maybe you know reach out with the positive energy of like (laughs) hoping that this is what you want it to be you can hone in on the things that are working and maybe ignore the the noise around it and I think maybe Clark for you and and, and I think I struggled with this too is like is it all feels a little bit uh, manipulative. And, I mean, like any movie, every movie is manipulative yeah. at, at its core. But the the trick is to make it not seem that way. And, you know, when you have one too many elements that just feels like, oh, this was a this was a Disney. note, this was a Disney mandate or this was a jj trying to sh- <laughs> trying to send a message that ryan was wrong you know, oh man the, i i got no, which, no, no I, know, I don't think i know I don't, that he wasn't doing I that i do but, not think but that unfortunately not, obviously people read it that way which is why right I, and I, and, I and, I, and i don't think it. and i don't think you can uh you can say that that wasn't his intention but there are people who are very very much like hey last Jedi was great because it wasn't Force awakens which was too derivative and then of, so of course there are going to be people, people saying no, last Jedi stunk because it wasn't true enough to the Star Wars vibe and so this is the correct way and this is a course correction therefore it is a a, a, a you know a manifesto on everything Ryan Johnson did wrong so that's and I hate that that's even part of the conversation but I do think it's there. Yeah. But, but I do just to talk about the Palpatine thing. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not against bringing him into it. I think what was jarring is that last Jedi ends in one place and, uh, rise of Skywalker starts and it doesn't feel like a sequel. It's like, what now? This guy? Ho- hold on, like guy that we haven't talked about since 1983 is coming back. Like, well, why? Why? And, and you know, Luke I'll, says
2: Darth Sidious in Last Jedi, <laughs> but fair enough. Okay, well, point taken. I, I just mean like, no, yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. It,
0: it, it felt like I a, mean, There was a whole trilogy about
3: him that happened in between it, these two <laughs> movies. So I don't okay. acknowledge those. <laughs> I do not acknowledge those.
0: No, I, and I do think that honestly, I do think that was an attempt to tie the tr- the prequels into these this new thing. But okay, so like. Why is it happening? It's weird. It's a huge. It feels like too big a leap to start with. Like the dead speak or whatever. It's like what the what <laughs> already? What are you what? Like you're not even going to introduce us to how this happened. Like walk us towards it because it's a big leap. Yeah. To go. Yeah, that guy who was thrown into an electrical storm is, is alive again. Uh, but anyway, or not alive. But yeah, okay. But in terms of <laughs> Ray, being Ray being a Palpatine, Palpatine, it doesn't look. The reality is, you tell me if if you disagree. I feel like the point is, in Star Wars, twists are supposed to make you gasp. And when, when Kylo Ren kills Han Solo, you go, oh my god. And when Darth Vader says, I'm your father, you go, what? And when he's like, you're a Palpatine, you're just like, huh, yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. I, I, yeah, it's yeah, just I a don't, flat <laughs> note to me. And, he hinted hey, he, at yeah. too
3: much, too. Like it was too much like the whole movie. Yeah. Like, who, who is she really? She's what's not what's who on? she is, yes. yeah.
2: I don't think it is executed well to be a twist. Yeah. But I also don't feel like it – It to me, it, it uh, uh, subjectively, its value is not that it's right. a twist. Its value, like to me, was like Riley was saying, is it is yeah. an escalation. Yes, and erased. I like that fears. idea.
0: I like the idea of it,
2: have problems with the execution –
0: Honestly the thing with her- I think it's
2: partially just that Palpatine is a name yeah. that does not actually evoke the mystery of that character Right. But the rest of the audience doesn't know Sidious, so yeah. so kind of can't be like you are the progeny of Sidious. Right. By the way, that's Palpatine. <laughs> you yeah, okay. guys remember that was his uh, that got was two his... names. You probably the whole know thing. him as the Emperor because that's what we call him for the entire first trilogy. He's yeah. yeah. kind of got three he's or he's four names. He's got like three it's names. It's Sheev. You're yeah. <laughs> Sheev. Then, you are the granddaughter of Sheev.
3: Oh, of course. That's never been said in a movie, but don't worry about it. Yeah, but I listen to this one podcast. They use it all the time to refer to him.
2: <laughs> I totally agree that that the moments of revelation, and even though that I. I like the actual meaning of them yeah. and i feel like the actors do a good job there yes it, 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 and, and yes yeah, so, they aren't structured so if, we put,
0: if we put the execution aside the idea of her being a palpatine is interesting it's it's like a, and again it's i think it's too bad that it bumps it, it it sort of conflicts with what we have just been told in last jedi which people had strong feelings about on both sides so like you can't you can't receive that information in a vacuum you receive it through the prism of whether you liked that Last Jedi said she was no one or you hated that they said she was no one or you didn't believe it when they said she was no one. it's You can't just go, okay, so she's a Palpatine. You, you, you immediately go back to your emotions. So you can't, it's like you can't like this movie if you loved Last Jedi, it feels like. I mean, I know you do. I did. absolutely I, can. I <laughs> I I spin. Spin. Okay, yeah. I, I don't understand it. I I, I have a I, hard well, time. Here's with what that. I
2: here's what I think is totally unique is that there's never been a Star Wars movie that has two has the same twist twice. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're if you're going to call it a twist, like obviously, just Return of the Jedi comes out, and I you know I'm old enough to remember people going, "Was Vader lying?" And then you right. would get a scene yeah. where Luke, you know pokes Yoda about it and Yoda's like nope totally true Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't but if Yoda it. said actually I'm your father then that, that's kind of what happened in this movie yeah, it's, like, uh, it's yeah. not even the debate even removing how you feel about the meaning of them you yeah. just kind of get this was an
0: answer this was an answer which I understand why well, it the reality is is jangled nerves across the galaxy like I, I didn't think that the you're no one hit very hard I think it's just kind of a like you don't I don't it, I didn't know what to make of it because I didn't necessarily believe it or uh, know where you know where, where the information was coming from because yeah.
1: Ray was never like I'm somebody I right. gotta right. be right. somebody so it like, yeah. I know there's something in me and I'm somebody yeah. and then Kylo Ren's like actually you're right. nothing and it's like no no yeah, oh, my dreams it, it that like... didn't happen so yeah. it doesn't right. all work. she was doing in the first was waiting for her parents to exactly. come back yeah.
3: she wasn't trying to say my parents are these important people she mm-hmm. was saying where are my parents why aren't they coming back exactly. for
2: me I think it's, le- it's to me it's less about she w- uh, wasn't Afraid of not having a, a famous last name. I think she wanted definition from an exterior place. Of I think course. that's her challenge in I The Last Jedi. That, yeah. Is like, I have this power inside me. Luke won't help me. Kylo's the only one who's reaching out to maybe help me understand. And then he just says an incredibly manipulative thing of, you know, you, you, the answer you're looking for is never going to happen. And to me, that that's the power of it. And then escalating of like, in fact, you do have a
0: place. And it's the shittiest place you could imagine. Yeah, it's the yeah. worst place. Yeah. But, but I think the, the problem is these movies can't uh, like the people making them can't escape the conversation because the the fan base is so big and so vocal and noisy and like, and invested and, and rabid that you're right. Ray never said, am I a Skywalker? She, she, but the audiences keeps asking. And it feels like, it feels like the writers of these movies were like, felt the need to answer the audience it's like forget the audience like let's focus on the characters because that's what should matter and like yes ultimately we want to know the characters better but (coughs) you've got to do it from a place of like organic character development and not just like well everybody wants to know if she's obi-wan's granddaughter or luke's cousin or whatever the hell so we gotta just someone's gotta say something about it and it's like ma'am not necessarily okay but all that is, is like <laughs> I, I, I i've been trying so hard to like i also want to be positive but i also want to like you can I, just be however <laughs> you want to be i don't know how i don't know how to be anymore i'm not a star wars <laughs> fan apparently and i'm losing my mind no i'm just kidding if you found uh, out who uh, your uh, grandfather uh, was uh, would it help <laughs> yes that would that's all i want i just want someone to tell me if i'm a skywalker no okay so but you the end choose to be a like Kennedy.
3: I call yourself Sky-
0: Yes. And and weirdly, I loved that. I okay. loved that she chose that name. And I think it's because the way I interpreted it was not so literal, like, even though they their ghosts pop up and it's like, thanks, mom and dad. It's like <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose. But it's like I We're didn't... also a brother and sister, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's all tied together. But but to me, it wasn't like, oh, she's choosing them as her parents. To me, it felt more like and the name the rise of skywalker i was like the way it hit me was oh skywalker is now now that the line is has ended skywalker can stop being a family with all these fucking problems that they can't escape and now it can just be a like a word that means i choose the light i choose goodness i choose to be the thing I want to be and not bound to the thing I was born and I, I, I love that
1: I agree with you but can I just throw this out to, to <laughs> I agree with everything you just said I know that is the point and, and I agree however they go out of their way to show us that her parents were not shitty yes. Like so. so this makes me really frustrated because I'm like okay wait so obviously granddaddy sucks fine the name has a lot of negative connotations fine <laughs> it is
2: the hitler of space it's pretty bad <laughs> it's bad y'all yes.
1: it's bad yeah. but like why hmm. then why wouldn't she take like her mother's name or do you know, know it. well i i know i know the answer <laughs> to the question okay. i'm just my point is if they had, they went out. She go. She argues with Palpatine and says, "No, my father was strong, or no, my parents loved me, or they did the right thing." And so, it wasn't this bad to me. It felt so weird that she she would say throw in Palpatine's face you suck not my parents suck and then be like but I'm a Skywalker now I
2: feel like and I, I don't think this is gonna work for you on an emotional level <laughs> is my guess but I could be wrong I feel like the the sort of thematic idea that they're going with there is that Rey's parents made the choice to be no one Kylo literally says they chose to be no one they chose to sort of like take themselves out of this they didn't want to be right a part of it um so for me there, there's that side of it of like there's not if she was going to honor her. There's three Good choices. The strong thing that her parents did is deny being a part of it and hide, and that's right. what she is complimenting them on. She says they had strength. They hid me from you. You know, they resisted you by just choosing their own path, which is being not being involved in this big galactic saga. Right. In contrast, I think that there's these specific lines between Leia and Ray and Luke, where uh, Luke tells her, "Hey, Leia trained you because she saw your spirit." Right. There's a connection between Leia and Rey early on in those scenes where, where Rey says, I'm going to go find the Emperor, even if you don't uh, agree with it, because I know it's what you would do. So I feel like in those moments, the movie is making an effort to show that in Rey's heart, she these are her parents that she knew. Like, Leia's literally, just time-wise, the most time she spent with any sort of maternal figure. So for me, I feel like thematically, it's about... I share this spirit with you. I, I recognize something that is in, of myself that is also from Leia. And I'm choosing to continue going out there and being a Jedi and being the protector of the light and dealing with this burden. And that's what Luke did. So I, to me, I just feel like it's it's shown in the movie why she connects with them. It doesn't feel to me like it's just like, well, the movie's got to end and it's about Skywalker, so we're going to take, take I get that. why
1: she connects with them. What I'm saying is I don't understand why the movie does any heavy lift, any lifting at all, <laughs> to show us her parents be noble and strong and good. Well, why can't we just left that part out?
2: I think mm. because, to uh, my spin on it, and then we'll move on to some other, other mm. things because we've got other juicy stuff to talk about, uh, I, I feel like... To me, a lot of people were upset because they thought the movie was saying your blood determines who you are. And they and got understandably upset at, at Kylo's you know, upsetting line of, you know, he fears you, Palpatine fears you because it's his power. I feel like it's the villains who try to argue that you are destined to be evil because of your blood. And I feel like the movie wanted to show that's not what we're saying. And in fact, we'll show you that Palpatine's son did not choose evil. And it reinforces this idea that it's didn't even choose threat. Pa-
0: he didn't choose either. He didn't like he, choose power. He yeah. just he
2: chose to hide right. and have a nice family. Yeah, until... I mean
0: that. But like, where I, I'm totally with you, Clark, is that w- like, what is up with Palpatine having a son? And this has been going <laughs> on. We've been watching this story unfold over thirty something years. That guy's got to have something going on. Like it's crazy that Palpatine didn't try to turn him, or that there wasn't some. I mean, I guess he was hiding. I don't know. It just, it's like, it's a very like last minute thing to throw in. Oh, and he had a son. He's been alive this whole time, but he's not part of it. When you talk about the movie being noisy, I would agree with that, that Mm -hmm. those moments of,
2: We'll tell that story some other time can yeah. be super noisy and distracting. Yeah, yeah which Star I Star do-
3: Wars is really bad about like, hey, there's going to be a book at some point. That's yeah. like there's a lot of Star yeah. Wars things. Even like even Palpatine being back, I think was an easier pill for me to swallow than a lot of people because there's this whole thing of like there was a whole book series that came out before Force Awakens, that was like the right. Aftermath series yeah. that basically laid out this contingency plan that Palpatine had. And so for me, like knowing that contingency plan and like the details of it made me go, oh yeah, him still being like this undead spirit to fulfill totally jives with what I've right. read. But I get why people who haven't like done that much homework would be like, what is back? This what? is
1: like Darth Maul in Solo. Yeah, yeah. like once again and we talked about it then like if you don't watch Clone Wars or if you don't watch the show you don't last time you saw that guy he he, he did
3: although I will say I saw Solo before now I'm almost done with Clone Wars and I've watched all of Rebels but I had not watched any of that stuff when Solo came out and I was not unsatisfied at all by Darth Maul's return so I know that was also a different point of view on it but but it's
2: it's right now until they maybe it'll change now that they're going to go to some other time probably for the movies but it's been an undeniable thing thing that they had this tension of like yep they should stand alone as movies yeah but there are definitely pieces of information that feel like yeah either that information comes comes from somewhere else or it's gonna come yeah
3: later my my girlfriend had never watched star wars movies at all ever and she decided once i got disney plus and she got access to my account she wanted to watch all of them and she loves them and she got really really into them but that was a lot of our conversations was her frustration that like and this is before she saw any of the sequel movies her frustration at like, wait, like, why is this not explained? And then I was like, oh, and I'd be like, well, there is, she would ask me questions and I would tell her like, what well, is a book that says this? She's like, I shouldn't have to read a book to understand yeah. a movie. So and yeah. I think that's yeah, a huge, totally. I
2: think that that's a the, huge question of taste. I and I think it's probably. only become worse in our modern times where we discuss movies and we discuss yeah. behind the scenes and who made what choices and why. I think it's part of the DNA of Star Wars in the very first oh, movie. Yeah. You know, Obi-Wan just
0: throws out Clone Wars. And that's what In... was great about it. I mean, like the, the excitement of it was there's so much more under the surface that we aren't being told, but we're just sort of it just feels that's what made it feel like a whole world that we were just seeing through a keyhole. And like there's a difference between that sensation and the sensation of I can't appreciate this without reading you, some auxiliary material you did not want to see Palpatine creating a sun through a keyhole <laughs> it did not excite you I mean that's the only way I'll watch it because <laughs> that's Fair my enough. thing <laughs> uh,
2: I want to talk about uh, a couple other things so uh, a lot of people who are really attached to, uh, to really uh, Ben Solo and Ray being specifically romantically involved and for Ben Solo's story in general were upset that he died how did you guys feel about him dying Anybody want to jump in first? Go for it, Clark. If you have. Uh, I, I saw you checking the envelope.
1: I, I have all my my <laughs> notes. To say about that. <laughs> so uh, no, I I didn't I didn't need a romantic uh, thing. In fact, I've noticed a lot in in big budget like uh, adventure movies over the last five years, specifically. Uh, our main dude and our main lady almost kissing but then they don't and yeah. I'm always thankful for that because it's like if you haven't earned this romantic relationship we don't need it like yeah. let them hint at it fine but like I don't need that so I did not appreciate the kiss
2: okay you didn't like the kiss
1: nope uh, and um, I would also say <laughs> that uh, I tend to fall on the side of I believe that Ben should have had to face the consequences of his action. I think that's more powerful storytelling. I think that even, and I would even go as far as to say that like, if Ray had stayed dead, you know, and Ben had to bring her back, meaning literally physically bring her body to her friends and face them. you know, like I'm on this I'm on the side of I think Ben should have had to face the consequences and dying and having a sweet kiss with a cute girl is <laughs> a little too nice,
3: okay, Riley i I'm I don't want Ray to have died because I love Ray too much but I I am on the same page as like I don't, I think that having Ben die is the easy way out and I do wonder if it has more to do with Adam Driver being like I don't want to make any more of these movies so just kill me off. I don't know but I do think that also i think that redeeming characters through a sacrificial death is kind of easy and that was one thing above bugged me about it was like I, I got why they were doing it but especially because this movie went out of its way to have this line in the very beginning of palpatine saying like i've been every voice you've ever heard in your head so it's like oh cool so you're letting me know that a lot of his evil was because something was literally pushing him supernaturally to to make like like I'm not saying he's not guilty of stuff. Like he definitely straight up murdered his own father in the first of this trilogy. So like, that's a thing. But I think that also implying that he's kind of had somebody else's hand on his shoulder during all of it. And he's just, he's cast that off. And then he just like, he, he dies immediately after his one heroic act. It's just like, I'm with you. I think I would have rather have seen the idea of, of Ben Solo having to face the music and having to like put some light into the universe to make up for what he's Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I was bummed and I and I I think maybe it was the one thing in the movie that that genuinely surprised me like I I didn't really know that what they were going to do in that moment you know I, I, I was I, I thought it could go either way and and so I was like wow okay he is, he's dead um and and yeah it's a little bit um I, I agree with what you guys are saying and and uh but but at the same time I liked I I liked the kiss because it's a fairy tale and it's um, two characters who have an an incredible bond like they have an, a really unique unique even in the world of Star Wars uh, connection yeah that's something we've never seen before it felt right to me like I I, I didn't know I I'm not a guy who wanted. I'm not shipping them, as the kids say. <laughs> I wasn't like, come on. You're not RayLo? Yeah, I'm not I'm not Raylo. I wasn't on that I wasn't on that bandwagon really, uh, or I didn't think I was, but when it happened, I was like, yeah, this is this is the logical c- conclusion to these people being connected so strongly by the force. You know, like like the idea one to me, one of the most interesting things in this movie is the concept of the dyad, which is like completely new and like it's a lot it's it's like a lot to throw on you like at this late stage in the in the game but but i was like that's a sort of an interesting cool idea it's it's different than the the sith rule of 2 it's like yeah. a, it's an idea of like there's there's both balance and uh like exponential power but to me everything that we saw them go through in last jedi plus everything they went through in this which honestly Felt a little redundant at a certain point in this movie, like they're when they're having that lightsaber duel on the like in the rain or the, the, with the, the on water. And the with Death Star, the, yeah, um, it? yeah, it's a Star Destroyer. The Death Death Star it's the Death yeah. Star, yeah, it's the, it's the second one, remains of the Death Star. The I literally at one point, both, <laughs> both both times I I've seen this twice. Both times I literally went, I don't know why they're fighting Same. anymore. I'm I'm actually don't even understand why they're what's why this is happening. Like I I guess I could intellectually go back and go yeah yeah because right he's got to do this and she's trying to do this but it was like it was just so ex- it's like excessive action without motivation that for me. one in
3: particular I yeah, yeah. that's really interesting because like that to me felt like the scene where she was embracing her anger mm-hmm. I think she mm-hmm. was fighting Kylo because she was pissed off at him because he broke this thing right in front of her and he's been taunting her about her family history like that whole fight feels like the closest I've seen Rey to being like, a dark darksider in this whole well track. yeah because she like, kills him she, <laughs> she, well, yeah she kills him and she, she flings uh, Finn back and like yeah, right. when she says no it's not like a protective no it's like a rage like you are not interrupting this thing that I'm doing. You're continuing to hurt friends. Yeah. Yeah, And like, so she, that that was the thing. I'm like, I feel like she gets to the border of her anger and then she does a killing strike and then she realizes what she's done and has to, so that's why, like, that's the moment for me that I'm like, that was her dark, that was her reverse side of of having the good conversation with her dad, of like, with like Kylo with his dad, that was her version of it. It's like, I literally murdered somebody because I was so mad at him and that's how bad I can get. I,
0: I, 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 I totally felt like I that's intellectually what I was doing also but just in the moment I was like it just kind of went on a little too long maybe and and I think part of the problem with like (laughs) with this with this trilogy is and like again it's like it's that sad thing of modern action movies where it's like well we gave them, you know, we gave them seven lightsaber duels in the last one. we got to give them nine lightsaber duels in this one. I'm like, no, actually, you got to give them three because that's they're going to mean more. They're going to be more powerful. And so it's like throwing more and more in actually weakens each thing to me. And so, and, and, and that is the uh, exact opposite of most people's complaints about the number of lightsaber fights in the sequel trilogy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but, yeah, but, I can but hear the internet getting mad right really, now. I literally
3: would watch Star Wars. Yeah, I take, fights, I take but, your
2: meaning of the volume of the fight it, in that. But, yeah,
0: it, yeah it, it's just it's an issue of and, and this is gonna sound weird too and i've had like friends push back on this a little bit but <laughs> i feel like part of the issue i ultimately have with the last jedi is that it's like it felt it did not feel like a middle chapter it felt like once you have that scene in the throne room that you're never going to see a better lightsaber duel. So why bother trying You <laughs> ruined interesting, the... F- interestingly, not even a lightsaber
3: duel. It's two people right. who don't have them. Which right, many people right. have been mad about. Honestly, yes. that point you just said, and I know we might be jumping ahead of this real quick, but I'll say... That's fine. I think part of the problem is that Last Jedi is so good in my mind, right. like, so well told. It feels like the concluding chapter yes. in the story. And this feels like, like instead of being this being a trilogy it feels like Force Awakens is a movie, Last Jedi is its sequel, and then it ends and then this is a third movie that is trying to be the end of all nine movies right. instead of being a sequel yes. to the other two of yes. the trilogy. Because yes. you're right, the way that Last Jedi ends, like it doesn't have a huge triumphant moment, but every beat you need to finish this story is there. So Ray is now the new Jedi, uh, Poe oh. is the leader of the of the, of the the Resistance, and Kylo is the leader of this thing, but we already say, we're, we're, the spark's gonna light the fire, right. you see a little kid with the broom sort of hope in the galaxy, that could be the end of that. And situation. I agree
2: with a lot of that with the huge exception of Rey. I do not think her journey is anywhere well, no, I don't near complete. I don't think it's com- complete. I'm saying
3: I think mean, she now knows her journey, right. which yes. she didn't until that point. Like, yes. Like you talked about Rey in the second movie, like you wanted to see more of that like struggle with the dark side, I think a little bit. I, I, it wasn't quite what you said, but like my what I liked about Last is is I felt like Rey didn't really know what her path was, and then by the end she knows her path, and that's yeah. like that was the story of of Last Jedi for me with Ray, but sorry, no, oh, no problem. But yeah, yeah I, I think I think Last Jedi pretty much feels like a resolution, and then this movie is like okay, yeah. well, we have, we have all these characters, so we gotta have a plot that involves all of them, but we don't really have any arcs left for any of them except for Ray. So what's the rest yeah. of them gonna do while Ray has her big arc? To me, to me
2: the, the, all three of our main protagonists—well, uh, I think Kylo is main protagonist, but I think uh, Ray, Poe, and Finn all are dealing with the same idea of their past has something to say about who they are and they want to decide for themselves who they are. And since that has been both the gift and the curse of the sequel trilogy and why it's been, I think overstuffed is because it's trying to be, it's not just a new generation. It's a new generation dealing with also the old generation. Right. Wrapping up the old. To me, it it makes sense that I I understand that. Yeah. It feels overstuffed to introduce Zori and Janna, but they are absolutely there for clear narrative thematic purposes. So, you know, Poe has a great, I think, a great comedy line of when they find out he's a Spice Runner, like, oh, were you a Stormtrooper? Oh, were you a Scoundrel? We can do that all night. Yeah. That's like a great joke that it's also yeah. like, that's the idea of this yeah. movie and this movie that is finally mostly free of the previous generation. Leia is there. Lando is there. But the first movie, Han got a new hero's arc. Last Jedi, arguably, there's more Luke than anybody, and this was the movie that got to be the New Generations, Mm -hmm. which uh, I know it sounds like I'm saying positive things, which I am, but it takes (laughs) me back to agreeing with your, your all of your thoughts of, like, this I, should have been that would have been awesome if this had been a five movie yes. trilogy, like a Douglas Adams trilogy. You know? I'm saying
3: as someone who really liked the movie, I do feel like Finn and Poe's arcs in this movie feel much more the movie telling me their arc than showing me their arc. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Ray, I do think Ray has an arc, but I think I think like Poe, there's that whole moment where he's on the on Endor the Endor Moon with where the Death Star is talking to to Finn, and he says, like, I'm not Leia, and Finn's like, you damn well aren't, or like, that has not been an element of this movie until now. And then when Leia's dead, he's like, I gotta be a general, I'm not sure how to do it. It's like, that was actually your arc in Last Jedi, and it felt like at the end of Last Jedi, you were leading everybody out of the cave. And and to me, this
2: is one of the the points where I feel like the movie is not holding my hand. It is showing us his behavior, and then asking you to put together why he's behaving the way he is. We were seeing him going out on on, uh, uh, missions, and trying to hold on to that hope. He knows that that is Leia's great power in these films. As we assume that she's a great strategist. We don't get to see that because <laughs> of the nature of these movies. But she she is this symbol of hope. And he is trying to hold on to hope. He is constantly being chased. We got that line from Three Bills. Like, every day like this for you. He yeah. has this powerhouse in Rey. And she won't come out and help him. He's desperately trying to hold things together the entire oh, I movie, that part of it, yeah. and then Ray just keeps wandering off to do Ford's crap. <laughs> and I, to me, his arc is like, "Come on, I'm trying to I hold on to hope, and I can't, I can't, I can't. But I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna." And he gets to that point right before Lando shows up, where he's like, "I'm right, sorry, I just sold me. I'm I tried say- to hold <laughs> on to my hope. I'm sorry." And then Lando swoops in, you know, and I, I like it a lot. Sorry, sorry. No, you may have just sold me on that. No. One thing, actually. I think you, I, I legit think you may have
3: just like. Re- made me re-examine the movie I literally just watched yesterday so. <laughs>
2: well yeah. awesome um, I did want to talk about uh, a couple of the other side characters and some, uh, some smaller fun things if you are going to go on a road trip with one of these characters who would it be? Babu Frick Claude or Hux? <laughs> Riley?
3: I think Babu Frick because you know if something goes wrong he can fix it. Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, there you go. Claude's going to fix it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. we, we assume he fixed it because we see the Millennium Falcon later, so he must have fixed yeah. it mysteriously yeah. with his eyes somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about you, man? I, Would... I guess I got to go, Claude, because that's uh, this is a ridiculous. <laughs> well, I don't even understand. I mean, it's funny. Like I, I like that it was just a complete. Random, like we made this thing. I don't know, (laughs) I gotta put it somewhere. We 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 had had a lot of Java parts left over, and we just It's just so, so, so he, he, and I'm like, really, He's, so, that's he's what... so
2: beautifully random. He really yeah. he, he is like, did you have a contest for an <laughs> eight-year-old to design yeah. an alien and Seriously. it had to be in the movie?
0: Yeah, see your drawing in the next Star Wars. Send in five proofs of purchase. <laughs> Can yeah. I
3: speak Babu Frick's language in this scenario, or yeah. is it just him speaking oh, gibberish to me one. and not understanding him the entire
2: time? I like, I like. well, he struggles to speak basic. Would yeah, you want but, but,
3: but I mean... Zori talks to him in his own language. Yeah. So, can I speak that language, or am I just speaking to him in baseball? Yeah.
2: Can I hear your impression of the the, the his oh, language?
3: His uh, the only thing I can do with Babu is hey hey <laughs> and like oh and Babu Frick. That's all I got. Yeah. That, that's odd. That's, that's one odd. of my oldest friends. <laughs> my favorite, like one of my favorite lines in the movie.
1: It's it's a 3 I'll, I'll go. Up on the I'll go lines. Babu Frick because he gets it done. Of, or acts like he does okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> did did uh I understand that you uh, you feel strongly about this film uh, a lot of people online said hey I hated this film except for Babu Frick uh, did Babu Frick uh, touch anything <laughs> inside no, you? No. <laughs> show, us little, show us a little Baba Frick or Baba Frick touched you. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. I still
1: love BB-8 though. Yay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love BB-8. Yeah. I,
3: I love Dio. I love the, I love the
1: drawing. Dio I like the personal space. You know what? Dio yeah. grew on me the second up, the second time I saw it. I was like, that's cute. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> cute. The I really like the. I, I think it is an effort at representation of people, you know, for, for any number of reasons. Who are like no, my boundaries are my boundaries. And they, yeah. I had a yeah. I had one friend texted me. He's like, no, no, thank you. It's my new favorite Star Wars But <laughs> <line. Yes. laughs> no, Thank you. Yeah. No, no, thank you. The only the only
3: moment at the that I don't like is there's one moment where he just goes sad, and it's like a moment that is sad, and it feels like a weird beat. And that <laughs> I think it's when she, I think it might be when three PO says the thing about like like I'm saying yeah. goodbye to my friends whatever, and he goes sad or something yeah. and I'm like oh I don't know it's, if I like this yeah, it's like in we, this moment we, we,
0: like, we got it we like, didn't need someone to actually say the word yeah. it caption. is like emotional closed captioning from <laughs> Dio Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how you should feel right now because it's, it's sad I, he says happy time, later I think
3: it's the first time he said an emotion so it almost sounded like sarcastic like sad <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's cruel of Dio uh, Clark I see you uh, checking your notes did you have any specific topics or thoughts that you wanted to be sure to share uh
1: you know, no, I think I've been, uh, uh, okay, one thing I do want to say is yeah. J.J. J. Abrams created <laughs>
4: <laughs> back in 1970,
1: I don't know, whenever J.J. was born, uh, so J.J. Abrams created the character of Finn. Yeah. I-, I do not understand how Finn was so useless in this movie. Like, truly, I... I he I, helped again, save the
2: galaxy by destroying the command ship that um, he could only sense because of the Force.
1: Well, I... Fi- but
2: he felt useless to you.
1: What I saw Finn do was run around and scream, "Ray!" Or, great job! Or, <laughs> yeah! That is what Finn did. I know, and I did, I will say, to be fair, I loved his scenes with Janna. Cool. I wish we had more of those throughout the whole thing. Uh, but either way, that we didn't, fine, I get it. I just couldn't believe how uh, I just really, really it did, it was, it didn't work for me.
2: <laughs> and this goes to like emotional as well, is, uh, is like correct that it doesn't matter how many, uh, um, Essays you could read where you'd be like, I agree that that, that
0: that Hey, here are the beats where Finn does a thing. It wouldn't change your opinion because it's about your emotional reaction.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct.
0: And I, I felt that too. But I I think that to me that went back to Last Jedi. I felt like he was underused in Last Jedi, and it was frustrating. Like I and and that goes into the whole Canto Bite thing, which mm-hmm. I it was, it to me is like the clunkiest part of that movie. Um, although. When I rewatched it before seeing um, Rise of Skywalker, I was a little more forgiving of that whole sequence because there, there is some yeah. decent. The, the, the chase is good; it's a good, it's a solid good ch- chase. I think
3: that when you when you realize it's his arc of learning why he wants to fight on behalf of the rebellion as opposed to just trying to get away from the first order, yeah. and I think Canto Bight does that. I, I think it does. Right. I think it's because there's so much for momentum happening in the movie, and then you have this like scene where it's like, "Oh no, we're going to go to this casino planet and hang out."
0: Your your brain doesn't make this the switch over. He's think. just too cartoony but in that, like. He, he, he switches he, into he a cartoon get, mode he
2: does get real yeah. slapstick comedy which yeah. I, the, he's like longer this is I'm great i'm it. like yeah. i
0: ultimately do not buy that he would just immediately go like, oh my god this is so cool i'm like yeah is it i don't know why anyone would think candlebite <laughs> is cool like it's just shiny like <laughs> well I if, like... You,
2: if you've never been anywhere uh, and, uh i mean this is a sincere question if you've yeah. never been anywhere really uh urban and loud and yeah. flashy in the real world let's say you you've been basically just in a compound right. in Utah, no, I, I, and then yeah. you see Las Vegas. I get it. No, I, but I'm not. I'm not making an argument. I'm asking a question. Yeah, would you, you be? Would, impressed would it be by like, hooray, Las Vegas, or would it be like, Jesus Christ, what is this? Well, place? Yeah.
0: let me tell you a story. I grew up on a farm, and when I was ten years old, uh, my. Family bought a VW pop top vanigan. I thought I say, two droids showed up and told you that. <laughs> yeah, that message for only yeah. one Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, I wish, man, that was my dream. But no, instead of the Millennium Falcon, we got a VW van and we drove around the country. And so, like, I hadn't seen much of anything, but I got to see the country was cool. But we we went to Vegas. And we went to Caesar's Palace and I was like, this is disgusting. Like, what a freaky, <laughs> horrible place this is. As a kid, I thought that. And so, like, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, everyone reacts differently. I guess I was kind of just disappointed that Finn would be that shallow to be like, to to think that that was cool. Because it's pretty gross. And it's also like, uh, it just is so ham-fisted. The whole thing is just like, look closer. They're... This is why. Oh, see everything. It's just like we get it—guns and money. Like it, to, to me, like that's not Star Wars. Isn't like the Wire, you know? Like I don't need to like have a that that kind of social. So, I mean, it is a, there is so, every part social, of Canto Bite is every
2: every line almost is absolutely essential to complicated themes. Yeah. So, and this is that great push pull between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker of what what is mm-hmm. do yeah you, or do you do you want that in Star Wars or do you want to also ah. make sure that we're having a. Th- Thrilling adventure. I
0: I want I want characters to grow through like action and (laughs) and relationship dynamics, you know. And and to me, we lost that with Finn. Like I thought the relationship with Finn and ray in Force Awakens is great. It's like really like promising. It's like cool. These are friends bonded through adventure and hardship and and a a crazy uh, scenario, and then they get torn apart. And that was sort of frustrating. And they're going to get shoved back together briefly in this movie and then they're kind of apart again. And it's like,
1: I, I kind of just want to amend what I said. i going to say it doesn't do anything. OK, fine. I, I guess <laughs> what I'm getting at is the the him following Ray around, continuing to just chase her around <laughs> places and it, it, it's not endearing. It, it was cute in the first movie. Yeah. It was like this, like, oh, hey. And he, she's like back off. And he's like, okay. So,
2: like, it, it didn't communicate to you any sort of, like, this is a, a symbol of their bond. It just made him seem like a, like a, kind of a puppy dog. And it, it diminished anything else he did in the movie for you?
1: I, I just, I don't understand why J.J. J. Abrams, the person who created this character, wrote this character this way. Especially with respect to Ray, uh, on the third movie, it's like, did JJ, sorry, but did he like not watch Last Jedi? Did he not? <laughs> he was he just like, yeah. So Finn learned nothing.
2: His journey in Last Jedi is to decide that he wants to fight instead of run away. Correct. And so, what we're what I think is trying to be shown in Rise of Skywalker, and it certainly might not work, is a commitment to his friends and a commitment to the movie. There's a bunch of moments where Finn is <laughs> the connection. Finn is the empathetic one. Finn is the one who asks Poe several times why he knows different different skills because he's trying to learn more about Poe. He's uh, constantly asking Ray about her feelings and running after her. He's the one who wants to bring them together and have them hold hands before and, things. He's literally in the middle of the hug sh- at the end. Right. So I, I just but, want to finish this real quick. That is, to me, that is the intention that he is the one who is now so committed to the cause and to his friends that he brings everybody together
1: then he i believe should have written a scene where ray and finn have a heart to heart and ray says i know what you're trying to do i need you to back off i need you to leave (laughs) me alone
4: okay so it's from ray's perspective
1: because she is the whole movie saying "go away, back off, leave me alone," and to me, it diminishes his character. It makes him look oblivious, weak, silly. I don't know. It just like it truly undercut everything that Finn had done up until that point because it, it just it. I think it it was handled poorly.
0: This is another example of to me feeling like this. what this almost feels like the outline to? a whole season of a television show where we could have followed that idea over multiple episodes. And we would have gotten real meat on the bone of like what, where, where Finn's at and where their relationship is at. But because there was so little room to accomplish what they needed to accomplish with that, that you just like, I think what Clark's really reacting to. And I think maybe what I reacted to a little is that there was, there was just, there were just indicators towards what, uh, the 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 idea was supposed to be rather than a fully fleshed out version of it and so like that's what's frustrating is it's like that i i think you're right like there was there was something there that could have worked but we just didn't get enough of it because there were 75 other things that needed to get done to to make this whole story wrap up and yeah and no, so like yeah. you know like i mean the ultimately it kind of just feels like star wars this the maybe the legacy of this trilogy is that star wars outgrew movies like because they were always supposed to be serialized stories and the originals are simplistic you know the reason they work as two-hour movies is because they're very simple but they they've gotten more and more complicated and i think we want them to be richer and deeper and more like more uh planets and more characters and more things and ev- vehicles and weapons but you can't have it all. You, If you're going to, you need to break it up into more pieces. And so for me, it was like, and, and like, we can talk about this too, but like, that's why <laughs> to me, The Mandalorian was kind of refreshing because it's so stripped down. It's so simple. It's like, that's to me that I like, I like a Star Wars is just the simple story, like just like very basic things happening. It's not, it's not trying to do more than it's built to do. And this was to me trying to do more than it had time and space to. to no, accomplish. I, I, I totally agree with and understand. I think I feel like part of it is just like, yeah, it's it's the it, it,
2: there is a sort of pressure on these movies to be lots of different things. And yeah. my feeling is that the, the intention was to kind of go back to a little bit of that fast pace the yeah, pulp yeah. and and the absolute like hey we're just gonna throw it out here and don't worry about it and we'll talk about it later and that it uh, that brings up a lot of uh, mm-hmm. harsh feelings well there's <laughs> From times a modern when that perspective, really, yeah. I think that there's
0: times in the movie that it really works like I think some of the set pieces are really fun and good you know I think like when they when they go in to get the the message you know, when when uh, Poe and, and Finn and, and Claude <laughs> go in to get the, the message from the spy. Like, that's just a classic Star Wars sequence. And, like, some people might go, okay, we've seen this too many times. I don't need to see it again. But, like, I liked it. I liked, I, I liked the guy going, win the war. Like, he's yeah, like a yeah. weird, gruff guy. I'm like, who's this guy? He's cool. Bulio, voiced it, by Mark Hamill.
2: Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. That's why that line is so good. Um, I,
3: I feel like I, I really liked the third act of the movie a lot. And I actually felt like, as you mentioned all the stuff that Finn does in the third act. And I think that's all, that's all really fun to watch. And it's all really cool. And there's this element of like, oh, Finn is for sensitive and like, yeah. that's why he can detect it. And it's like mentioned once earlier in the movie. And then his mentioned, but it's not, it's, like, it's very unclear at the time. And a lot of audience members thought he was saying, I love you to Ray. what he's always right. saying, and like, it's like uh, a little bit of, I don't feel like Finn's arc really begins until he meets Janna on that pl- on that planet, and that's so deep into the movie. Because yeah. the stuff you're talking about earlier, like, like I love the moment when Ray is like, I'm leaving, I'm going alone. It's like, yeah, alone, with friends. Like, guys, that <laughs> that's a great character moment for Finn. I don't think it's a good character arc moment. And, like, you're right, if, if Finn is just a fun character to have around, then that's, that's all it needs to be. And, like, that is exactly, like, the level of commitment that Han Solo would have had for, like, two of the three movies in the first Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> but, at the same time, I feel like if you're going to have this arc that suddenly feels crammed into the second half of the movie, that did feel a little bit like I would like to have seen that spread out more, or at least just given a little more chance to breathe. And I think one of the issues with the movie is it does like. There's clearly editing issues with this film. Like there's clearly like they were rushed in editing and like they've kind of admitted that. They only had like a few months to edit it and they kinda of got it down. I would I would like I to sound like a part of the internet, I would love to see the <laughs> JJ cut. But I'd like to see the version that's like twenty minutes longer. I'd rather have it on home video so I can stop it and pee, but I still like <laughs> I do think there's a couple of beats in this thing that were intended to be there that aren't. And I do think the movie suffers from that. And I think yeah. that Finn especially feels like there was definitely more happening with him that we don't see, but we see the resolution yeah. of it instead.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I and I I, uh, I don't mean to be overly passionate. But I think I mm-hmm. really like Finn's arc, and it means a lot to me, but I do totally understand... Uh, particularly, I've seen a lot of people talk about it on, on the internet, the the yelling after Ray, especially when he had a big moment like that in The Force Awakens, that there's a lot of that that can really diminish the mm-hmm. uh,
0: enjoyment of his role in the movie. I do want to ask... Uh, Let me just, just to yeah. put a button on like, real quick. If, if they... I, it will all be forgiven for me if they find a way somehow to make a movie about Finn learning to be a Jedi and, like, taking up the lightsaber and kicking ass, like... That's what I want. Like, if you go back to the to Force Awakens and say, like, let's map this out. He's going to be Force-sensitive. Then, like, I want to see him join the fight as a Jedi. Like, I want to see... Yeah. Like, And if you talk about the nine-part arc, we start at a place where there's lots of Jedi and then we end with no Jedi. It would have been cool to see the re-emergence of the Jedi Order through Finn. Like, he would be the beginning yeah. of Rey saying, we're going to build a new Order and you're going to be my first... Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on yeah
2: on a lot of these uh these things that we've been talking about like um, uh kylo or rather ben having to live and actually go through some redemption yeah. and, and you know uh, yeah. uh go go through a war trial uh <laughs> seeing what's happening next with finn are, are poe and rose gonna start a government or are they gonna be like not my problem <laughs> uh for a long time on force center uh ken and i were like what are they gonna i think maybe they're gonna return to the king this where there's Several scenes at the end that show us where where it was going. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I think they wanted to make the choice to just go back to simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like like right. uh, right. a new hope, record. but yeah. uh, but it, yeah. it would have been an interesting and way to go. Like, nope, Star Wars can't be simple anymore. Here here's the more complicated.
3: Yeah. I do like the idea of like certain. Storm- like, I I would have liked to have seen Finn actually lead a revolt of the Stormtroopers, like, like in the First Order, because there is this idea that the Stormtroopers of the First Order are children who were conscripted into the First Order, uh, and they've been brainwashed, and, like, that was something I thought they were gonna lead to in Last Jedi, where the one Stormtrooper recognizes Finn. Like, I thought it was gonna be, like to use a Star Trek reference, like an I Borg thing where like the legend of this one Stormtrooper who defected has yeah. now spread throughout oh, yeah. the first order. It feels like instead what they're doing is that in like there is in the Star Wars lore in the books and on the cartoon shows this idea of like the Jedi used to find force sensitive children when they were young and then like take them for training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then after they're gone, there's arcs where like the Sith are essentially hunting down force sensitive children. So I think what they're going with is this idea that what happens, those four sensitive children are just not, because Inquisitors hunting them down, and all these children are being conscripted into the First Order, the four sensitive kids being conscripted will eventually break free of the First Order programming. But, like, that's a lot to dump into one movie at the very end of the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a whole other trilogy, yeah. <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's going
3: to be a great cartoon series when Dave Floney gets around. Exactly, yeah.
2: How do you guys feel, uh, because we we all, in different ways, talk about uh, media. Uh, some of us, you know, Clark, that's you know, your profession is there a way to, is it possible to just shut off all of the noise? Would it be more enjoyable if we could watch just the films? Oh, yeah. I guess kind of how do we feel about societally? Like we're at a place in our society that it's hard to watch movies like we did when we were kids and it was just a movie and we didn't know, you know, that we couldn't accidentally or not accidentally. We couldn't choose to read a movie as that's this director fighting with this director and all that kind of thing.
3: Last night, when I went to watch the movie again for the third time, the couple in front of me it was like an older couple in the movies together. And when Palpatine said to Kylo, she's not who she thinks she is. The wife turned to the husband. I bet she's his sister. And I was just like, I am so jealous of the blissful innocence of this couple going in to see a Star Wars movie a month after it's open and knowing nothing about the most Amazing. heated talking point on the internet. And I, I just wanted to like, I wanted to like hand them back my their brother's lightsaber and tell them that I would earn it from them when they're ready to give it to me because <laughs> it was so perfect. Yeah.
2: Oh man, uh, Clark, do you have feelings about how we process movies? That that it's Hard to sometimes just process the movie because so much of the conversation is about what's going on behind the scenes.
1: Oh, yeah. With creators we, and with
2: fans. We and with know everything. way
1: too much about how movies are made. Across the board, okay. 100% thousand percent I always use yes I mean absolutely because I, mean, I I always use the example of, of Jaws. Jaws Jaws is such a great example for two reasons the first one is like if we had CG then the shark wouldn't have ever broken and then you wouldn't have had Jaws right so yeah. that's whatever <laughs> but the other part of it is if we had had the internet at the time Jaws was like tens of millions of dollars over budget and and just weeks and weeks and weeks behind and this new director that everybody says is such a hot shot kid. (laughs) He's been directing TV since he was 17 and now, oh, he's going to make a big studio (laughs) movie and he can't even get it done. Look at this. I mean, like, I think it's fascinating. I truly, truly do. And um, so, yes, I think we know way too much. We know way too much.
3: I think we know way too much and we also don't know enough but we're very vocal about what we don't understand is if we do understand it like i feel like mm. i see so many internet fights that are like i decided this is what's happening and my friends agree with me so now this is what's actually physically totally. actually what happened right yeah, that's
2: what they were gonna do because my friends and i decided but then right. disney yeah. changed disney changed it the like- amount of
3: times it's <laughs> like oh disney did this and it's like that's that's not what happened. Yeah, Disney
2: anyway. is sort of in people's minds like actual Emperor Palpatine. Just yeah. Disney exists as an entity hanging from a claw machine, well, like a doing evil like, things. Like
3: an ancillary point is like the amount of people who think the reason why there's not Marvel movies on Marvel shows on Netflix is because Disney canceled them all for Disney Plus because people speculated that when actually Netflix canceled their own Marvel shows, like yeah. Netflix made the choice to cancel them, but. People literally repeat as fact that Disney pulled them, and it's like that kind of thing is fascinating to me. So yeah, that's way yeah. off topic, but
2: Matt, how how do you feel about uh, our state of watching both movies and the stories behind the movies at the same time?
0: Yeah, I I feel like it was a Pandora's box, you know, that was opened a while ago that you know it can't be shut now. You you can't just go. I mean, I think kids can see movies a different way, but the adults who, I mean. I don't know, maybe part of this is just, like, you can't be a kid again. Like, even though (laughs) there are moments, there are, like, flickers. And and ultimately, I think the reaction to this trilogy is, like, I I had that moment in in Force Awakens because it had been so long since I had seen a Star Wars movie, and especially since I had seen the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo on a big screen. Like, I mean, I'd seen re-releases and stuff. But, you know, it's, like, it, it really was a really amazing special moment for me. Like I felt like I had a moment of like, I feel like a kid again. And I've been chasing that since that movie came out. And and you, because it was what it was, but that was kind of fleeting. You can't recreate it over and over again. So it was always going to be impossible to like continue to hit that mark. And so what we're really doing is we're just sort of, running around going well is this good is this close enough is this what you guys want and like that's a little bit separate from what you're separate from what you're talking about but i I do think it's it's part of the bigger question of you know adults really didn't used to see movies like this on mass like you were a weirdo if in like the 60s if you were going to see like Buck Rogers at a, at a revival house, you were kind of like a, an outcast in society. Oh, yeah. Like that's not a thing an adult would do. So like <laughs> now it's just accepted. Like, yeah, yeah. We all go see the Star Wars movie. We all go see the Marvel movies. You want
2: to have fun. You go see Dustin Hoffman get a divorce or something. <laughs> <not just> Buck <laughs> Rogers right. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, I don't know, like it's, 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 it's tied into that. I did, I have a slightly different perspective than you guys because I did, uh, step away from social media a few years ago and, um, or, you know, I, completely cut out like maybe a year ago but uh so it's different i'm not privy to all these debates i mean i sort of get a I sort of hear about them secondhand sometimes. Yeah. And there's like articles, you know, like stumble upon an article that's basically just regurgitating what people are arguing about on Twitter, which is a weird thing that's now a <laughs> yeah. whole cottage industry of like, here's a website that's job is to find Internet arguments on Twitter and repost it's them. Good quick money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but but I, tr- I so I I come at it from this like I didn't know what people were arguing. About. I didn't see any of the like. People who had been to the press screening, whatever. I went in pretty cold and pretty like clean, and um. But it's still not the same. It's still yeah. It's still, and and we all work in this business in some capacity too. So that's part of it too. It's like I don't know what the average guy in you know Wisconsin is feeling. I'll yeah, t- I mean they they
2: probably think that
0: uh, Ray and Kylo are sisters yeah. <laughs> siblings. Well, I'll tell you this: my mom, who's uh, seventy six, she. Like text me. She's like, "Oh, dude. like she was so excited for me to see the Star Wars movie because she like <laughs> knows how much I love it." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it was really fun." Uh, like, I didn't want to tilt it either way. She was like, "Oh, we're gonna go see it." And I was like, "Really? Like, oh, I don't know if you should. Like, it's really like I don't know if you're gonna get it." But she was like, "She saw it. She's like, we loved it. It was great." I,
2: that's been my yeah. interaction with people who are removed from the baggage that yeah. they can get closer to a childlike experience. Ken and I went with a. A friend of his who brought, I think, a, a date to Rogue One, and I feel like Rogue One is is really dense with figuring out where the hell you are yeah. in in Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. woman's like, "Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I didn't know, but I understood that there were sad people who had to fight a war <laughs> and they didn't want to, and it was really brave, and that was a great story of that." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh that's cool. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I I think it's I think I might enjoy like this movie and many other movies. Maybe because I, I have to fight it, but I can shut it off. Like, when I first sit down, like, I, I kind of don't want it. I don't, like, Brian Johnson goes to the arc light. Like, I just, like, yeah. see him there sometimes, and sometimes I'm just like, I want it to be when it was a myth. Yeah. Not the guy who I know, right. what he had for lunch, because I saw it on Twitter, and mm-hmm. then I saw him... Across yeah. that, like, but and getting back to that place. Doesn't, play, doesn't but,
0: a great movie put that all away? Like, I mean, if you yeah, really, this, it, if it's really done right, you can sort of just let go, I think. I can. I in, mean, I, in, in it, we all have our different
2: opinions about the, the level of skill involved. But yeah. for me, like Rise of Skywalker, the beginning, as soon as it was like the dead speak, I literally think in my mind, I love that. So many people are going to hate that. And I'm <laughs> literally thinking that. Right. And I get to that point of like, no, God damn it it's my experience. Yeah. I am going to really actively, emotionally choose to shut. That off. It's really hard. And by the time I'm, I got the end of the movie, I felt when Ray ignites that yellow lightsaber yes. that is Our her yeah. need yeah. to built out of her Please experience. Right? <laughs> I felt the same way that I felt yeah. when I was a kid with Luke Skywalker, right. and I felt awesome. the same yeah. way I did when I was a, a, a young
0: man with Obi Wan Kenobi. And, and to me, I think it, if you can if you can shut off that noise, it, it helps. Part that, of my disappointment, honestly, is like I'm. It makes me sad that. Like Clark didn't love it. It makes me sad <laughs> that I have other friends that didn't love it. You know, like I, I, I wish, and and it makes me sad that I didn't love it as much as I wanted to love it. Even though I, I liked it a lot. Like I, I still, it's like this thing where I, I try to fight against it. Like don't put too much weight on it. Don't expect too much. Ex, under the like, understand going in that there's going to be flaws. You have to just roll with the flaws, whatever they might be. But at the end of the day, like. I, I want it to be the greatest thing. I want it. Yeah. To, I want everybody to be. I want it to be transcendent. And and it's so so rare that that happens. I and think
3: I'm in a weird place with this movie. And part of why I think I got so much joy from it is that, um, just to do a real personal deep dive for a second. Like my father passed away at the end of November, and I've had like a really like I had a really emotionally down end of 2019. And what also happened around that time? That's the same week that my dad died. Like the next week. Disney Plus launched, and The Mandalorian came on, oh, wow. and I got this sudden like, like you're talking about like the the Millennium Falcon appearing in Force Awakens, and I totally had that feeling then too. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda appearing at the end of Mandalorian, it was like someone turned on a switch of all of my <laughs> love for Star Wars as a child again. And I think that being able to then watch through the entire saga, all of Rebels all of of clone wars now and like get and like watch every movie up until this movie came out like i was so i just needed it so much it was like here's this piece of the joy of your childhood coming back to you when you need it the most which was amazing and then also i have been blessed in that star wars coming out at christmas time every year means that I'm in at home in Ohio when it comes out. And I'm not in L.A. Oh, no, going... Awesome. I did see Last Jedi in L.A. Because it came out a little bit earlier than the other ones did. It came out like a week before the Christmas trip started. But, like, Force Awakens in this one, like, it opened on the 20th. My flight to Ohio was the Red Eye on the 19th, landing in Columbus on the morning of the 20th. And my best friend from high school, the guy that I, like, skipped school with in 2000, in 99 when Phantom Menace came out, <laughs> to, like, go wait in line to buy tickets to see it... I've seen every movie that's come out except for Solo and Last Jedi with him in the theater. So that's like Rogue One, Force Awakens, this. And like so it was – and then even Last Jedi I think I saw with him again when I was in town. Mm. So it's like somehow I've been given this gift by this sequel trilogy of being like we're going to let you appreciate as a child. So for me it's like you mentioned the Dead Speak thing. Yeah. I feel like when I'm in a theater, the second that logo hits the screen and it backs away – my brain is off. Like nothing, no anything is in my mind. And I'm just like, this is Star Wars. I'm in the theater. And it actually made me a bit sad at, at Rise of Skywalker to, because I don't think, I don't know if they're going to do an opening crawl ever again, because they didn't do it for the saga, for the story films. And if they're not going to do another saga movie, depending on like, if they make a new saga and another era, maybe they'll bring the crawl back. But I had like this moment of like, this like tinge of like, Oh no. Yeah. Like when that was happening. Like this might be the last time I ever seen opening crawl in a theater, so I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And then you yeah. mentioned the solo thing. The Han solo scene has wrecked me
4: hardcore. <laughs> I,
3: I can't tell you what it's like to have recently lost your father and then have a surrogate father who has been dead come back. Wow. And and have a to have a character have a conversation with their dead father a month and a half after losing my dad like I like I'm glad it wasn't spoiled for me because it was an amazing moment in the theater but now I will say every time I see it like like the the second I the first time I saw the movie the second that I heard Han Solo say hey kid I almost yelled fuck you to the movie <laughs> but like in a good way like like it was like, one, of those, one of those moments where like yeah. it just. It's just you don't expect it, and then yeah. it happens, and you're like, "What is happening right now?" But like that—that's that's why, like when I'm, I was glad you mentioned that scene earlier as like an emotional review because that is a moment for this movie. Like I'm like, I can't wait. This movie gave me this weird thing to suddenly have this connection with because it's like my my dad didn't love Star Wars. My dad and I never like bonded over Star Wars. My dad wanted to watch football, and I was the nerdy kid in <laughs> the and watching Star Wars movies and Star Trek <laughs> and stuff like that. But it is like it's weird how like for some reason in the last few months star wars has just come has been like a gift in my life again and i'm like happy to have it so maybe that to be fair very biased and that might explain why i love this movie <laughs> as much as i did but yeah yeah
2: yeah i understand i think it's it's a it's a very interesting film because i think it has uh from one perspective it has the the joy of wrapping up this specific skywalker saga and it has the sort of the baggage of we're returning to so many beats because in characters and ideas because we are wrapping it up it's not necessarily trying to be a fresh new thing uh but also people want it to be a fresh new thing so it has all of this uh various different uh tension within it which i think is part of the the reason there's so many strong
0: opinions um i kind of hope it's the end of the crawl like i i love it yeah and i and i i I feel the way you feel about when i see it but i want it to I, i guess the weird thing about this trilogy is it's like I don't know if it was a net positive for me ultimately. I, I love a lot of it, but I kind of feel like I, I want Star Wars to go back to being a thing that is part of the past for me. And like, I just can go back to it when I want to. And it's, and and I want people to stop messing with it that way, you know, like stop messing with the, the characters and the, the things from the original part of it. Like you can expand in so many different ways and there's so mm-hmm. many great things in the Star Wars universe that have nothing to do with that, that I, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of the Mandalorian. I, like I liked Rebels a lot, but um, like, let's, can we, can we put this away and just let it be the thing that, was the beginning? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I wanted. Yeah, and I, I think, think
2: the Skywalker Saga is put away in, for uh, at least ten years. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> until Disney, the actors might change their mind. Yeah.
3: I think Disney can't wait to get away from it. I think yeah. they're going to be happy because yeah. honestly, I think what they want to do, and I know this just like not quite what this podcast is about, but I, I think that Disney has seen what they can do with the Avengers when you go, "Hey, what if we make a franchise, but we build it with the intention of it being this continuum?" One of the biggest problems with this trilogy and even with the prequels is that they're even though Lucas made the the original trilogy with a lot of help, and the prequels all on his own apparently, but uh, <laughs> but like the original ben trilogy and around. the prequels don't exactly connect. Because there's so much baggage we have culturally for that original trilogy and it is a separate work of art trying to connect this work of art. And then you have the sequel that's like, okay, we're trying to make this trilogy into a saga that the original creator wasn't even sure he wanted to finish out or not. Like, he definitely went back and forth on it and it's not designed to be connected. Mm -hmm. The first trilogy ends with a very definitive victory moment. And I think that whereas, like, with Marvel, you've gotten this phase system of, like, yeah. we're going to make a series of films that can work on their own at first, and then eventually they'll connect, right. and then they'll kind of go off and do their own thing again, and then they will connect again. Yes. And I think that, like, Star Wars has potential to do that, yeah. but I think you have to abandon this era and this yeah. saga and, and these I think characters to do
2: it. absolutely going to do that, and yeah. I think they're going to go also to this model of, like, say, in, in MCU, if Ant-Man had failed, it would have just been... Ant Man died or went to another yeah. planet. <laughs> or we just don't buy back and we're done. And I think they're going to free themselves of the, like, of the
0: like we are committing. Well, like, know, to Hulk
3: everything. failed, but they knew that character would have right. fun. So oh, they yeah. found ways to make Hulk interesting yeah. in other movies instead of giving him his own movie. Yeah. But the
0: most important thing is there can be arcs, there can be beginnings, middles, and ends, mm-hmm. but there's also the sense of it never really ends. Yeah. And I think the problem with Star Wars was it felt too much like there's too many endings. Yeah. Like there's too the there's a too much finality to Jedi. There was too much finality to the last Jedi. Yeah. Uh the, there's this is it the was ultimate just called finality. the last Jedi. I don't right. see how that sounds final. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the obviously supposed to be the the the, yeah. the end, like the final final end. And so it's like, yeah, you need to build something that is truly serialized that 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 can yeah. continue to go off in directions that are exciting and 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 be dictated
2: just by what happens a little bit more in the moment i think Mm -hmm. of like if if a movie lands and one character is incredibly popular who is a side character in that movie having the freedom to just go here's your you know Mm -hmm. babu frick movie yeah Yeah. i think
3: they felt like they had to make the sidewalk the the new trilogy because the audience expected them to do it but i think that it was like always one that had too much baggage to it and I, i i am really interested in seeing what star wars 2.0 as a almost a new franchise like a soft reboot is going to be like i've heard rumors about what that would be i don't know how true they are but like i i'm curious about it and like i will but talking about the the crawl thing if the crawl doesn't come back at all i'm okay with it but i i I don't mind them doing like other versions of it like being a solo where it was like the real quick thing like that was fine yeah yeah Uh, or there could be the guy from clone wars being like War is happening. Yeah, We're doing yeah, I end. really like the old. old I'm a 1940s I hate, radio host. I hated it at first, but now that I'm getting to the end of that run, I'm like, it's I'm gonna miss this guy yelling so the plot. Good. It's so much it's more a, fun than just like previously. It, on.
2: I like, mean, he yells a lot of plots.
3: sometimes. Oh, it's, it's great. Great. If you yeah. if you like, I think I fell asleep in the last episode. Well, here. here's what you missed.
2: <laughs> and you uh, gotta feed your cat. Uh, well, speaking of endings, I do want to make sure that we have just a little bit of time <laughs> for uh, the "How obsessed are you?" questions. We're just gonna cat. ask uh, a few, and and I realize that uh, that oh, not many not of us here are actually super obsessed so i'll try to uh, ask some fun ones why don't we ask you you're obsessed (laughs) oh yeah no plenty of people have heard heard my obsession (laughs) level uh matt i'll start with you if you had the power to suck the life energy out of others (laughs) like palpatine did would you use that power as he did to make yourself a new outfit (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh boy uh um, no, I, I, I have not, like, I, I just don't have the energy to, to work. Energy? To carry, yeah. I don't have the energy to suck it. I also <laughs> don't have the energy to care that much about my clothing. Like I just, okay. But I. But if you're asking me if I like, I thought you were to ask like, who would I suck the energy out of? Well, you like, can answer that too. You know, obviously, Donald Trump. I mean, like the, <laughs> that part is easy. That's why I didn't answer that question. <laughs> yeah. We all have the same answer. That's right. why you would
3: make an outfit because wouldn't fit you properly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't
0: <laughs> want a four foot long red tie. So. <laughs> that the, the
3: the Palpatine clothing thing that is the most tying into the prequels. I think to actually like give that's my The one sad thing is I I I like Palpatine as a character and I was excited he was back, but like. As someone who has become an a. a Fan of the campiness and weirdness of the prequels, now I like wanted like it was weird to see Palpatine be this like creepy monster in the beginning. So when he came back to being fabulous, Chief Palpatine, <laughs> again I was like, "Thank you, thank you for giving me what Ian <laughs> McDarman's role to be." Yeah, the I only just, guy who acted at the exact level of George Lucas's vision of the original trilogy, or the prequel trilogy, completely. was Ian yeah. McDarman yeah. I want yeah. to see more of that exact energy. <laughs> no
2: louder, yeah. I just so love that. Of, well, of course it makes sense that you you restore your broken body, but then you made yourself a nice outfit too. Yeah. So right. Would you make yourself a new outfit if you're if you are sucking the life out of somebody anyway?
3: Yeah, that's literally like I'm clothes is my whole thing. I literally I showed, <laughs> I showed you my spinner ring with the logo of the movie on it when I locked in. Of course, that's what I would do.
2: In whose life did and, you steal for that?
3: Oh, that, this is actually Babu Frick. Sorry, okay. oh, <laughs> he's going. <now>. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh,
1: how
2: about you, Clark? If you were sucking life anyway, would you make some fabulous new duds?
1: Always. <laughs> Absolutely can never have enough fabulous new duds
0: uh, all right
2: uh would you matt uh attend the aki aki festival of the ancestors,
0: yeah. I, the 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 kids are a little creepy looking, but uh, but you just have to accept that if you're traveling the galaxy, you're going to see some weird ass looking people. Yeah, uh, it looked it looked really cool. I don't, and I was very proud of myself. I don't know if I'm sure on the internet, everyone's talking about it, but I liked the little Easter egg, I guess you'd call it, of C3PO saying it happens every 42 years, and that was the exact amount of time from when the first movie came out to now. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, it looked very cool. I, I liked the colorful. the it would look like one of those fun runs where they throw chalk at you and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know like, was, that's cool and and uh, you know uh, I'm not above boosting a speeder to have a little uh, extracurricular fun if that's what it has to okay. that's what it takes. I want to go to a cultural festival with you now <laughs> how about you Riley would you go to that it felt festival? too much like
3: Burning Man for me so I think I'm out <laughs> but oh, I do oh. I do love uh, one of my favorite gags in the whole movie is I didn't see is. any
0: people from the Silicon Valley though. that's like, fair
3: so, yeah but I my, my, one of my favorite gags in the whole movie is 3PO turning around to look behind him when he makes that cut, it is very fortunate and then just like the exact like the perfect turn of Anthony Daniels Beanley like, he it's, killed it it's, yeah. it's it maybe the best joke in the whole movie there's
0: funny stuff in this movie like I, I let's, let's like be a little positive and agree there's like there's some funny Solid, yeah, yeah solid uh, Star Wars comedy. Like, I feel line of
2: you t- didn't say my name, but I'm okay. That's like one of the. It's funny, and it's one of the darker jokes <laughs> in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, and also, like,
3: is this the Ad- Are droids allowed in here? <laughs> which <is> so dark, <laughs>
2: pretty dark, pretty yeah. dark. Uh, Clark, would you go to the Festival of Ancestors?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, did, it was too bright, too bright with not enough shade. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's
2: just too much sun.
1: Too much sun. Okay. Too much sun for me.
2: Okay, do you are you a fan of those kind of uh, festivals? That like, like Burning Man?
1: Not burn. Oh, well, mm-mm.
2: I didn't see any. I didn't see any pot smoking from the uh, Aki Aki, but it could you be. You know more, what's in no, the it's a, to me, it's much more of like a like a awesome block party with you know. Three well, people describes what it is. They have all sorts of different food and culinary thing,
1: like a street fair yeah. or something. No. Yeah.
3: If there was more shade and a, and a clear indication of food, I'd be, I'd be more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it was like like going to like. Like California Avengers Food and Wine Festival, then bring Okay. All okay. It. More
2: shade. And maybe if it didn't happen, yes. a place called yeah. the Forbidden Look, Desert. That's a little creepy. You can Perfect. always again
3: that, that's that place it, so, it sounds so burning man. We're going down there, Forbidden Desert, we're gonna party, yo!
0: Yeah. We're You're gonna the... hand
3: out necklaces and stuff. Hey, come
0: on. But I to me, like you guys aren't wrong at all, obviously. But but it does to me, it felt a little bit more like this is just a thing that happens with this. Tribe of people, and like yeah. these outsiders are coming. Like, obviously, we yeah, would be outsiders, yeah. Like, it's not Burning me I read Burning it that Man's way, very as artificial, well. yeah, yeah. Like, this is like a this is just like oh, a yeah. genuine. Thing that so that you're happens. saying that
3: Rafin and Poe and Lando are actually cultural appropriations?
1: That's what—that's yes. what I thought, and yeah. I was like, mm, I don't, don't it, think so.
2: No, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be that—that uh, that lots of people are invited. Like, yeah. come here, we're gonna have a party. And no come one, one check else it shows up. up, so that's what tells you about how good of a party it is. No like, no, <laughs> we're well, afraid of the first order <laughs> in the <Yeah>. Forbidden Desert. <laughs> the Forbidden Desert is not an inviting. No. come to Coachella. <laughs> it's gonna be in the Forbidden Desert. Well, who knows? Maybe that people would think that was cool. It sounds cool. Uh, Matt, if every time you watched The Rise of Skywalker, another random human
0: being somewhere got force powers, would you still watch The Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Oh, that seems like a that seems like a good thing. Or is it a bad thing? Other people well, it's a forced...
1: random human being. Right, so, it so could sometimes
0: a bad person would get it. Somebody okay.
1: with a four-foot-long in- <laughs> tie, maybe. <laughs> right, we don't outcome. want that.
0: Um, oh, God. I guess not. I guess not. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think our world is ready for people to have that power. Any anyone to have that power, and I can. I'm sorry to say this because I, I wish I felt differently, but I, I I can I can live without seeing it again. I yeah. saw I saw it twice. I, I'm, yeah okay so, yeah. okay
2: how about you riley would you give random force power to people by seeing this film
3: i mean it feels like this movie's already given people the power to because destruction and chaos <laughs> amongst themselves so i guess yeah i probably would it, it
2: has spread darkness and light it is uh, yeah. really uh, spread the extremes uh, i have to
3: always see at least two times in a row so i feel like i'm giving the chance that there being a dyad or balance
2: happening <laughs> <laughs> right. uh so, Clark, yeah, I know you're not a, a big fan of this film and probably you're not interested in seeing it again. Mm. Would you want the two times that you have seen it for it to have caused force powers to spread in the galaxy?
1: I don't know. I, I Similarly, I don't know if I trust the force powers to <laughs> people in our planet, but maybe outside of our galaxy there are people deserving of it. Or I'm sorry, outside of our planet, inside of our galaxy.
2: Okay, so you would send it off Earth if you could.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This is, these term. are yeah. These are too many big philosophical questions, Joseph. That, I don't I know. I know. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't think anybody should have the force powers. Okay. I'm just gonna say no.
2: All right. Fair enough. Uh, no force powers. He's a
1: very <laughs>
3: Luke on the island of
1: yes. Octo. Yeah. Yeah. The, he was wrong. Uh,
2: nobody deserves his power. Yes. It, it is one of the things that Star Wars wrestles true. with quite, quite force well. Force
3: belongs to True. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the force belongs to everyone or no one yeah. Just you have that's the dyad yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to choose uh, alright so I also wanted to ask you all if you were able to be on Tatooine staring out at the twin suns that we've uh, seen many times what would you be thinking about in that moment what would you be reflecting on Clark are you, are you okay starting
1: sure um, I'd be thinking gosh it's hot
2: <laughs> no shade.
1: Once again, no shade. No shade. No. Uh I I look. I think that if I were in that situation, I were looking out at the two suns and surrounded by nothingness. You know, it's it's one of those things where I think you look around and you see how beautiful the universe can be. Yeah. And then you also know how not beautiful it can
4: be too. So yeah. So uh
2: I is that an expira- uh a an expression of hope that I because that's kind of the way I read the original Twin mm. Sun moment with Luke of, I'm really frustrated. I find this place boring and mm-hmm. exhausting, but I know there's, there's the something whole, more.
1: Yeah, galaxy out there. Yeah.
2: Do you think of that as, as hope?
1: Yeah, awesome. I do. Awesome.
2: How about you, Riley? What would you contemplate?
3: I'd be wondering what time Tashi Station closes Like so I can look <laughs> at those power converters that I've had my eye on for a long time. And I'd probably be digging up Leia's lightsaber because I really want one and I haven't been able to find one available to sell yet. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, these last couple months of Star Wars, I feel, have truly put the uh, the nail in the, the argument of Disney just does things for marketing. Because yeah. there are so many things I want to buy that they yeah. won't let me. Because and, they and people are mad made. about it. It's
3: so weird. Like my entire life, I've heard, "Oh, Disney, uh, Lucas ruined Star Wars by making teddy bears and making it as a, a thing to sell toys." And now it's like, why isn't Disney selling me this toy that I want? So that, <laughs> and it's like it is, that, that is the quintessential you can never make Star Wars fans happy because now they are literally like, "Hey, we made a narrative choice that 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 neglected a marketing strategy," and people are furious about it. Um, I think I'd probably be similar to if, if if I'm not someone who's grown up on a planet with two suns and I'm on a planet with two suns. I think I'd be like kind of like oh wow, this universe is really vast and there's so many interesting different types of planets. Like I think that's what's interesting about. A lot of people think that like Ray is like oh she's right where she started. She's alone on a desert planet. And I'm like if that's your only takeaway, you missed everything. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think I think there's like. A, era, a feeling of like peace and of like oh I can like build something new here now and like I yeah, can yeah. Like, take this like area where like, a, like some, a lot of pain happened and kind of like make something new with it
2: yeah yeah I, I like that spirit of new adventure like because I feel like <laughs> Luke is hoping that there will be adventure at all and, and Ray has so much more knowledge in that moment mm-hmm. and it's like what I've got a ship I'm not alone I'm with my friend yeah. BB-8 let's not disrespect him <laughs> yeah my
3: initial feeling was that when, I, when she first arrived I was like oh she's gonna start a new Jedi temple at Luke's old home and, like, that's my immediate gut reaction oh, wow. to it. So, like, that's that's what is in my head. Like, that's that's what I brought with me into that movie is, like, the idea of, like, Rey with her yellow lightsaber, the guardian of the Jedi Order. Like, she's going to start the Jedi Order anew with maybe some better rules uh, from the space. And, like, so this area where, like, people died and, like, a lot of pain started, if you include Anakin's mother dying yeah. and setting him on a darker path again, like... The idea of taking that space and turning it into like a new temple is really cool to me. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome.
2: Uh, great thoughts. How about you, Matt? You're staring at the Twin Suns. You've been on this long 42, now, 42 42-plus year journey <laughs> with Star Wars. Uh, yeah. What are you thinking about?
0: I wonder if I can make any money uh, farming moisture. Is there anything here? Does this make any sense? Is there anything here? Does this make any sense?
2: If you were thinking about your, your own life as well as star wars what in your own life would you would you uh, think
0: about oh um i don't know you know i i like my whole thing with star wars really goes back to feeling like very much like i grew up in a very remote place that was boring to me and so i think i would probably just be reflecting on that and and thinking about like as i got older realizing there is like you can you can learn to appreciate a place even if it was not really, you weren't suited to it or it wasn't right for you, but you can, you can actually, you can change. Like you can, you can see the same place a different way, uh, as you get older and you can appreciate the good things about it. Um, even if it really ultimately wasn't the place that you belonged, you know? And so like, I think like, that's not really what Luke's journey was about, but to me, it's like, you know, my life most people's lives aren't as dramatic as Luke Skywalker's <laughs> but but you can sort of say okay well like I started here and then I've gone to all different places and and found my own place and found my own you know made my own family like I think we've all sort of figured out how to do in one way or the other and um but that doesn't negate like the things that were positive about because like there's just there can always be something you can take from and, and it is you know whatever the place is it's what made you who you really are so yeah uh, i think that's that has some value i guess i would just think about that yeah and then get out of there because that seems like a really bad place to be. <laughs> it's, like, not good. Skin cancer alone,
2: yeah, gotta be off the charts. Yeah. Uh, if this ever happened, I would set up a tent for us all to look at the twin suns from <laughs> safely. Yeah, not it wouldn't be as cool of a shot, but because it would look like it was a tent <laughs> looking at the suns. But right. we would be safe. That's a great answer, Matt. Uh, I'm going to move on to the plugging section, then we'll wrap up with our final weird, fun questions. Uh, so, Clark, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Clark Wolf, Clark with an E, Wolf with an E. And if you're in the U.S., you can watch. DC Daily on DC Universe for free. It's in front of the paywall Awesome. Um, five days a week. So download that DC Universe app and watch us.
2: Do you need the app to watch for free?
1: Um, I believe you can actually just watch it on the website. Oh, cool. Yeah. So but it unfortunately, it's only in the US right now. Okay. But yeah, our show five days a week in front of the paywall.
3: Awesome. That's great. Uh, how about you, Riley? You can find me on Instagram at Riley Silverman and on Twitter at Riley J. Silverman. You can find my writing on genre-based things on both Nerdist and also on Sci-Fi Wire's Fangirls Vertical. And I just want to plug that my Doctor Who tabletop role-playing game podcast, The Game of Rassilon, is back for a second season. We just launched our second season actually as of the day we were recording this. and Excellent. I'm really excited for our first serial. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's been really fun to do. And so you can check that out. It's called The Game of Rassilon. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Excellent.
0: And Matt? I'm on Never Not Funny every week. Uh, that's on wherever we get podcasts. Uh, search Never Not Funny. And um, I'm not on social media, so that's the only <laughs> place to find me. But, uh, yeah, but go to NeverNotFunny.com if you want to find out more about uh, what we're doing. And uh, you can, if you feel like following the show, that's at Never Not Funny on Twitter. Okay. And but people can try to find you on social media. They will just uh, they, be, will they will find my be, handle. Uh, I was telling you before, like I, I kind of felt like it was the coward's way, but I didn't delete anything. I just walked away. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like a it's just like there's just a an empty storefront where uh, where I used to post <laughs> musings. <laughs> I I like that because it, it, it it's to me
2: it's like uh, when you're talking about the twin sons, it's like you could visit That's where right. you came yeah. from. Yeah. and yeah, say yeah. There were some good things here, but a lot of bad things too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I didn't, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe that's weird because people probably still tweet at me or, or try to, I, I still look at private messages. Like that's kind of why I left those things open yes. just in case someone needed to contact me and didn't know how. But uh, but I don't see anything else. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Straight from Matt's mouth.
2: Slide into his DMs, and he will answer. I guess I just invited people to do that. I don't know why Whenever I did you that. You emailed me
3: once, and you acted like it was the weirdest thing in the world to send an email. Like, I'm still someone who emails. And I was like, Matt, people still email. Like, it's not, we're not that far away. From... <laughs> I
0: feel very old. Like, uh, it does feel like a very old man thing uh, you know, but, <laughs> to uh, send uh, an email. I, I've gotten some pushback on the emailing. Right. I understand.
3: Well, I refer emails. I, I, I forget stuff. It's a, i like search, seek out a messenger. It's like, no. Oh, yeah, no. Go yeah, my same email, thing. Hit search. For that name. <laughs> there's the email.
2: Yeah. Uh, here's some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out that Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. Info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right, uh, we are gonna wrap up with some final questions, like we always do. Matt, if you could, would you clone yourself?
0: <sighs> Boy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Were you tempted, or were you I thinking think, about how? I think how... when I was younger, I thought I probably would have thought that sounds great. I don't know, but no, I think that's I think that's, a, I think that's a bad. Idea, not just about me. It just, just in general, in general like general? it's a bad idea for people to to be cloned. Yeah, that we can't wrestle with the humanity of it. Yeah, I mean, like having children is is sort of like cloning yourself, and that's <laughs> that's hard enough. It's immoral and shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah,
2: fair enough. Uh, Riley, which would you rather be able to shoot out of your hands, lightning or a breakfast cereal?
3: Breakfast cereal. <laughs>
2: Okay, would you use it as a weapon or just a feed no, yourself? No, I'm, I'm a light side user, so I wouldn't only,
3: <laughs> no, I'd use it to feed people.
2: Okay, just you would use it for your breakfast cereal for knowledge and defense.
3: Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I don't eat a lot of carbs, so I probably wouldn't get a lot of use out of it. But I, <laughs> like, if a lot of people wanted to eat my my finger cereal, then I'd be happy to share it with the masses. Imagine a the new parties. force power. Like, you could just have cereal parties. Oh, my God. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> so cool. That's, uh,
3: from what I understand from my time that I'm still on social media, people love cereal. So I think that yeah. it would be the most popular. If you could just conjure cereal. Oh, my God. You would. Be the yeah. most popular person be, around. Yeah, at and conventions. People drunk at a party, like you know, conventions, yeah. My especially God. people drunk at a party, hey, you need to soak up some alcohol? Here's a bowl of cereal. Go for
0: it. Yeah, me. here's yeah. some Wheaties. But does she do she do any cereal or yeah, why? Like not? The oh then yeah. Oh, even better. So yeah, you're not I, just like not condemned to only part. like cocoa crisp oh, or God, something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> <out>. No, Marbits,
2: <laughs> and everything. You can shoot it all out. Apple jacks, and
3: then someone's like, apples. Like a will give a stall commercial when I was eight, too.
2: Uh Clark, if you could run at super speed, but only between your home and one other place where we would it be oh,
1: what a great what a great question <laughs> the alamo draft house <laughs> downtown los angeles uh, that's awesome. Well, so actually you know what system, i'm answer. gonna say alamo draft house south lamar location in austin
3: Oh,
2: really? Yeah,
1: because I can just take the train. Yeah. I live in NoHo, so I can just hop on that red line, go right down to downtown. So I want to okay, go it's super boring. speed. You're right by the train, too. Right? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah girl. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Can the, can the super running, like,
0: sneak through different, uh, like, could she get inside Galaxy's Edge without paying oh, yeah. because she ran so fast? Yeah. Like that, I, I thought Disneyland, too. That was, like, yeah, my yeah. media. Like, I'm, I'm probably, not right. much of a Disney board at this point. But that's so tempting uh, to just be able to, like, uh, I just want to pop out real quick and uh, oh with my ride AP the, the
3: amount of times that I'm like I could just go after to work at Disneyland and then I go what's the traffic like it's an hour and 45 minutes guess I'm not doing that tonight after all yeah. <laughs> like, no
2: no uh but you but you you like the uh L, the LA Alamo draft house oh yeah I, think it's a good experience. I love
1: it oh when will this come out
2: uh, about a week from now.
1: Oh, may I add one more plug? Please. Plug Speaking away. of the Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles, I'm going to be hosting a Terror Tuesday uh, on February Tuesday, February 11th, just in time for Valentine's Day. I'm screening Crimson Peak.
4: Oh. so if you're
1: in the LA area and you want to watch a gothic romance just in time for <laughs> Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. come join me
2: oh that, that sounds, sounds awesome it's yeah. gonna
1: be really fun actually you guys really should come
2: yeah so I great. really want to go to the draft house I've not oh, been there yet oh it's
1: awesome it's so great I, this is where I saw this movie oh, awesome. opening night they had a party I got a t- rebel tattoo Ooh. I had. they were making balloon animals did so you get we-
2: those pint glasses I would...
1: Oh my god I should have totally brought you my Kylo Ren one
2: uh, I will I will I will I bring will it, it to you next time it. I see it
1: No it's yours Apparently it. one of my <laughs> tweets
3: was used
1: For bullshit
3: portion. <laughs> Everybody who saw cats at the Allenwood Draft house Told me that one of my cats tweets Made it into uh, the opening display I
1: also <laughs> saw rowdy cats amazing. there Anyway Draft yeah. House is great Thumbs up Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask the, the final question, but uh, I saw you looking at your envelope again too, so I wanted to, to ask everyone to make sure there's no, no specific final thoughts
0: they wanted to share about the film because I wanna, don't want to cut anybody off. I don't. Not about the film. I just. I just want to say because I don't know when we're, we'll get to do this again. Like this has yeah. become one of my favorite things yeah, it's about such Star a great Wars. Tradition. Yeah. So, yeah. Do a Mandalorian one. I am <laughs> totally down for that. But yeah, I, I just. I, thank you guys for including me, and in, or thank you Joseph. But thank yeah, you yeah. For, I'm glad we did it again. Yeah. But I
3: think I think I should probably be cut off because I will keep going. <laughs> Everyone does not need that.
2: Fair enough, Clark. Any final thoughts on this journey I, or oh, oh, on your envelope? I
1: did. G- <laughs> I did giggle just now when I glanced out and said, locate the Wayfire. Her with this sweet, sweet Goonies technology. <laughs> and it's a little yeah, you know, the it's little the thing and it's yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, that made me giggle. Yeah. One thing
3: I want you, because you seem to be able to explain things that make me mad in a way that makes me less mad about it. Why does Palpatine tell Kylo to kill Ray if he doesn't want Kylo to kill Ray?
2: Because like, he absolutely does want Kylo to kill Ray.
3: But he says he doesn't like, like I wanted you, I wanted you alive to bring you back. Like yeah, that, what, what that's would you he have done if Kylo had he, killed her? That's
2: because he's a liar. So that's it. That's here, true. here's here's my very quick uh Palpatine motivation story. Palpatine needs a young healthy uh strong force sensitive person to possess them which is creepy as hell uh so he at some point he's aware of his granddaughter and like cool she'll work go go get her with my with the goonies knife and it doesn't work out yeah uh and then he he's been uh manipulating ben solo he's Palpatine is all about revenge, a great target would be the nephew and grandson of the Jedi who threw you down a shaft and killed you and ruined your empire. And so I think uh, then when Rey awakens in the Force, she's just a Jedi. She's just a threat. That's to me like part of the theme of blood doesn't matter, not even... to. Palpatine. So basically, it's just okay, bullshit. So, so basically, so he's basically just,
3: saying one of my one of these will be a rival to me if I let them live. So I want one to kill the other so that I can then be the only one left over.
2: Yep. So at the okay. beginning, when he's saying "Go, killer," he exactly means that. And 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 why I, one of the other reasons I care about it is there. It's a, another moment where Leia gets heightened. Where you have the moment where she basically reached out to Ben and started this cascade of emotions that that turn him back to the light and then you got that little conversation where he says the princess of alderaan has disrupted my plans fair so then he goes all right thank you Need, need the other that one. That
3: was my one thing that even the third time, I'm like, why <laughs> does why why is this the thing? But that makes so much more sense.
2: Awesome. Awesome. All right. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Who wants to go first? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now? We, we, we've been on this journey so often. Ba- I, I, Baby Yoda. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm sure Riley, I'm Riley I'm out. Sure. Uh, really Clark, do you have...
4: Uh... uh...
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy,
2: this is really yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Cats. K- the movie. Nah, nah, nah. He nah. couldn't even get joy out of that. What?
2: Because uh, I haven't been able uh, to talk to you in a while. What? What is a movie that that brought you great joy and happiness recently?
1: Jojo Rabbit. Okay. But it also brought me great sadness. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's I'm, what you want in a movie, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I think I'm at that phase <laughs> in life where it's like the things that are going to make me super, super happy are also going to make me really sad.
2: Because you want an experience. You want to go on I a suppose. true, deep, emotional ride.
1: I suppose so. But yeah, I loved, I loved a little Jojo Rabbit. Okay, yeah. excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Matt, for you, what is happiness? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean... Is a happiness is a warm lightsaber? Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> is that? Does that wrap it up? Does uh, that work at all? Is that anything? I, uh, is that even? I don't even know if lightsabers are warm. What are I they? I think
2: uh, I think they see, they seem to be able to. Do they emit heat. heat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. melt doors they, and they stuff. They cauterize when, wounds. That's yeah, true. true. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Okay.
0: Happiness is a weapon that will cauterize your hand <laughs> immediately, suit. At least don't bleed out. Yeah. I guess um, maybe happiness is. Uh, A satisfying resolution. Is that Mm. that okay? (laughs) I'm just not sure of anything
2: Uh, anymore. I like that you offered that happiness could be a satisfying resolution and then immediately questioned it, making it it not a satisfying resolution. I I should have committed to it fully, but I couldn't (laughs) because
0: I still think I'm a little conflicted about this movie. But I I do think at the end of the day, uh, for good and ill, that's the end. (laughs) Yeah. So... That's the end of the story. And you and you get...
2: I know you're conflicted about the movie, but you seemed, uh, I don't know if joyful is the right word, mm-hmm. but happy that this chapter is done and
0: you can be looking forward. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or just revisit the things that I like. You know, I mean... I, I, I think there's things I uh, like in all these movies, you know, I, well, not the prequels, but <laughs> <laughs> in the six movies, I acknowledge as being Star Wars movies. And then the other two that are good too. Yes. Um, I, I do like those movies, but, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think that's what Star Wars really should be. And, and anything that you obsess over is really, it's about, uh, and maybe this is just like a, a general life philosophy. I don't know, but like, it's about putting aside the things that aren't perfect and don't quite work for you and just celebrating the things that do, because we know that the original star Wars movies aren't perfect. They're weird, but I love them. And, uh, as a, you know, as I get the, as I've gone through life, I've seen them in different ways at different times and I've in, enjoyed them in different ways. But I always come back to like, well, these are the things that still resonate or these, yeah. are, this is what works for me. And I think with these movies, I, I can watch them. Hopefully when my son's a little older, he'll want to watch them and I can, see them a little bit through his eyes and experience some feeling of like well that's cool if he's into it then i can i can enjoy them i can suck his life energy (laughs) 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 feed off of his enjoyment of something i can't imagine
3: why they scare him so much (laughs)
0: yeah i don't know maybe because i go like this every time he's watching the screen (laughs) the old palpatine hand. yeah but yeah no, you and me can rule the galaxy together Yeah, I I guess I shouldn't have said that out loud when we were watching it. But yeah, the, the, that that's that to me is is like the way I I I aspire to approach things because I'm a very critical person in yeah. in, in general and and but I I want to be someone who just sees the good in people and the good in movies and the good in, in everything and just focus on that.
2: I think that's a, a great answer and I think a great thing for Star Wars because we all do have so many strong opinions and look at it from so many different perspectives. I think it is healthy to just go, hey, here is this buffet of weird space movie that is sometimes <laughs> totally cardboard and sometimes really a deep uh, you know, moral philosophy and yeah. take whatever you want and... Be on your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. just fine. Yeah. Thank you all uh, a lot for doing this podcast and for going on this whole uh, weird, fun journey. And I would be more than happy when uh, the next Star Wars movie comes out to do that. And if not, maybe I'll just check in in about a year and see if there's any random movie <laughs> that the four of us <laughs> want to talk about. Mm-hmm. When Cats 2 comes out, <laughs> we can all talk about Two it together.
1: cats. Too furious. (laughs) I'm sure the internet, I did not make that up. I'm sure cats
0: are dogs.
1: What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's even less sense than the first thing, which made no sense.
2: (laughs) Speaking of satisfying resolutions, imagine I am Judy Dench staring out at you with the full force of my eyes when I say that is our podcast.
1: You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Shared some stories with the rest Rate five stars if you're impressed
2: Here are some Babu Frick impressions Hey 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 hey